and welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marco Sparks. And joining us also from the Loose Lips Sink Ships podcast is Raquel. Hi, guys. How you doing, Raquel? Uh, I'm making it. It's 10 o'clock, so I'm drinking coffee, not booze, which is sad. Make it Irish. There you go. Uh, no, but thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have you. We had your podcast partner on last week, so it only seemed fair to have you this week. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Crystal is uh, is definitely my better half, so sorry, everyone. And your podcast is about kind of uh, relationships on various like shows and movies. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we mostly focus on shows. Every now and again, we'll do like a one-off episode about movies. So we've done Chuck and Blair from Gossip Girl, Joey and Dawson from Dawson's Creek, and Seth and Summer from The O.C. is what we're doing. And then we're going to do Gilmore Girls. We don't know which one yet, though. Hmm. Nice. I'm excited to do Buffy and PLL. Those are where I'm. what I'm excited about. Has Crystal caught up with Buffy yet? She just finished season two. So, mm-hmm. Are you guys going to do Buffy and Angel? Uh, we'll probably do all of them, but probably Buffy and Angel first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, on Headcanon today, we're this is episode 32. We're talking about the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part two, directed by Bill Condon, written by Melissa Rosenberg and Stephanie Meyer. Released November 16, 2012. We had to wait a year to see part two. Talk about going from something awesome to something lame. We went from Buffy to Breaking Dawn part two. That's the worst segue. I actually like tweeted about this, that we were doing this, and one of my followers was like, you're losing a Buffy card for talking about Twilight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely not the better adaptation of like a vampire story. But, oh well. And you are a, a book reader and expert of all things Twilight. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I've, I've read all of the books a couple of times. I, I plead that I was like 19 when this all came out and, uh, and you know, but I've, I have read all the books that I re- reread the last one in preparation for this. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, well, I had to be able to, you know, pipe in with a couple of, well, in the books, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I saw you posted on Twitter that you found a blog post that you wrote about Eclipse. Did you want to share anything from that, or is that best kept under wraps? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was 20 and shouldn't have been allowed to have a blog, probably. Um, and now yeah. we have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump in on Breaking Dawn Part 2. Who wants to go first with their opening statement? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Uh, so in a saga full of storylines that I absolutely hate, like Stockholm Syndrome relationships and shaming and punishing girls for liking sex, this God, this film takes the cake with a storyline dedicated to making pedophilia okay. Uh, the only saving grace of this film over its counterparts for me is that there's no more shaming Bella for having a sex drives and it, actually seems like it's made by real filmmakers as opposed to like, you know, Catherine Hardwick in her backyard. So I'll give it that at least. All right. I'll go ahead and do mine. Um, I think it was nice to see Bella briefly get a personality again. Uh, and then that happened, you know, lasted, you know, maybe a th- first act of the movie. And then 
like seemingly every other character took over the plot from her and she just got to stand around and watch a lot. I mean, it basically turned into like the shitty X-Men after a while. Um, but I don't know, at least it had some action, something to pass the time. I thought the ending was just a total cop out, but now I'm free, so I'll take it. Um, I don't really understand why anyone would give the time of day to the Volteri. Like I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Maybe it's Stephanie Myers just like really getting into comic book movies when she wrote this or something. And the Renesmee stuff just is so creepy, like so incredibly okay. creepy. That's all I've got. Well, that was probably your shortest ever. Um, I just want to start off by saying the director's credit materializes over an image of what looks like a bleeding eyeball, um, which really summed this movie up for me. Yeah, this is the lamest X-Men movie. If the X-Men had to face off against aristocratic, militarized cosplayer, Bond villain Liberace. Um, and they should be like trying to defend this child from Jacob, but there's there's no character to Renesmee. So I like there's no heart to this movie that we're protecting it's just a, like i feel like the there should have been a 3d hand coming out from the screen just taking cash from children also i fucking hated this movie um <laughs> really interesting yeah well I, i'll take this back i didn't hate this movie as much as breaking down part one but i'm excited that it's that it's over and i just want to stab it to death i think they like the whole Renesmee, like the way that she communicates by like touching people's faces and then like showing them her thoughts, like that did nothing to help her have a character. Like it was like, she could have lines here, but instead we're going to let her touch people's faces. Also, maybe it's just me, but it seemed like her hand was CGI. Like it didn't look like a real hand. Definitely. The, real. <laughs> definitely the baby hand. Like when she's <laughs> doing it in the very beginning, like it's translucent. Like you, yeah. It's so creepy. I think once I saw the baby hand, I couldn't stop seeing it every time she <laughs> raised her hand. It was like it still looked like a baby hand to me. I know we're gonna get to the to the low lights and everything, but like if if Aro and the Volturi's actual plan had been to kill this child because it's such a CGI abomination, I would have hundred percent back. Uh insert Trump joke here about baby hands is all I can like <laughs> think right now. <laughs> You know, Dakota Fanning has like uh, somewhat top billing. She gets the and so and so at the end of the credits and the credit sequence. She has one line in the movie. Pain. Yeah, pain. That's all she says. <laughs> Tell me about it, Dakota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's do our, our top three moments. Any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. Am I the only one? I can't be the only one. I've, I mean, I've got I, a few. I you have a few honorable mention. mentions. Okay. Yeah. You go. Uh, the opening credits when it becomes winter, uh, Bella's lullaby from the first Twilight film starts playing. And I only really like that from, from a nostalgic point of view. That was my ringtone for most of 2009. So that movie, that song was from the first movie. So Hmm. Edward plays it for Bella when he's playing the piano. Okay. Um, my one nostalgic thing for this for this movie. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do that blog now. Um, <laughs> my my number four moment is the uh, half a porno Charlie finds himself in. As Jacob starts stripping in front of him, <laughs> and Jacob says, "This may seem strange." Bow chicka bow bow. <laughs> That's one of my other moments, but I'll save my commentary for then. Okay. Yeah, that that was one of my honorable mentions too. Just. Charlie's just like, he's not 
walking away entirely. He's like, well, you're taking off your clothes in front of me, and this is ridiculous, and I'm not moving. Jacob, five to ten more minutes of this, and I'm going to get angry. Uh, so, let's well, start early. Is that actually the book? Uh, yeah, so that the whole part, like this entire part of the movie uh, in the books is from Bella's perspective. So you don't see that, because uh, the book is actually split Bella, Jacob, Bella. So the wedding and the honeymoon and everything is Bella. And then they get back and she's sick and dying and, you know, having the baby. And that's from Jacob's perspective. And then once she comes back as a vampire, it's Bella's perspective again. And so you don't see this, but Jacob just shows up and he's like, well, I did a thing. Uh, Charlie's on his way over here. So it's the, the act is in the book, but we don't get this like, you know, fuck party in the woods situation. <laughs> Since I can't have you and I can't have your daughter, I would try to fuck your dad. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, one more uh-huh. honorable mention. I did like the full cast montage at the end. Um, not that I have any sentimental thoughts for this movie, but I was like, oh, I wish they'd done that for Harry Potter. Yes, but that plus the credits at the beginning, 20 minutes of this movie is just credits. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> would you have preferred that 20 minutes of the movie be the movie? Cause I wouldn't, I don't think the movie had 20 minutes of movie to share with us. It's a good point. Uh, uh, my so, number three. Uh, yeah. Number three. Uh, so arrows like maniacal laughter at the sound of Renesmee's heart beating and his like subsequent weird ass facial expression. It's like, he, he's, like total he, flip he, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I rewound that a couple times cause I kept laughing and I couldn't type. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. That should be your ringtone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> No, because it's 2016, and if you still have a ringtone, you're a goddamn monster. Like, no one wants to hear your phone ring, ever. (laughs) PSA for everyone out there. But yeah, that's my number three. Uh, I guess we'll go next. My number three is, hands down, Case 2, Killing a Mountain Lion. So in the books... (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a three-hour podcast. I'm just stuck thinking about my ringtone right now. Do you have a ringtone? I mean, it's it's all on vibrate, but yes, I do have one, and it's awesome. I'm sorry. Okay, mm-hmm. well, keep it on vibrate. No one cares. Um, <laughs> uh, no, in the books, so they she that that whole scene takes place, but when they come back to the house, her dress is like ripped to shreds, like tattered, like you can see through it, and she's covered in blood, and that was more realistic to me, I think, and hotter. Uh, yeah, I would have paid a lot more money for this movie ticket than, uh, if I'd known I was going to get to see like shredded up bloody case you, but that's not what happened. I assume to like maintain their PG 13 rating. So mm. there's a lot of decapitations for a PG 13 movie. Yeah. But like really, really lame decapitations. Yeah. Not- Bloodless <laughs> decapitations. The Carlisle one is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, wait. I have so many things to say about that one. We should wait. Yeah, we'll wait for that. Uh, Marco, what's your number three? I just said. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. What's your number three? Wait. No, what was it? Case two, Killing the Mountain Lion. Which we were oh, okay. About. Sorry. Um, my number three is Charlie Swan saying, you two trying to get rid of me? 
because it's working <laughs> at, at Christmas <laughs> when they like give them this totally sketchy like get out of town for a week present. Oh, I love Charlie. He's just, like he can just be convinced of anything. Like he, he just doesn't care. He's like whatever <laughs> fishing trip. I was amazed at how few beers were actually in his hands in these movies. In this movies, I mean. Um, also, he's full on like that chick has moved in the cold water, clear water. Yeah, Sue, the widow Sue. Yeah, she's full on moved in. I mean, it's been it's Christmas, so it's been what like four months or something into their relationship, and she's already living. Four months is a long time to grieve. You're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like four months is not nearly long enough to like be like, well, let's let's fully move in. Let's basically live as a married couple. that seems quick. Even by like lesbian standards, that's quick. All right. But, what's your two? Uh, the montage at the end with Bella and Edward in the meadow set to uh, Christina Perry's A Thousand Years because it felt like a fan's YouTube video, like tribute <laughs> couple video. <laughs> and when I saw this in theaters and that came on, I sat there and laughed and was like, is this really part of the movie? Like what is happening? Um, Bella's like, I want to show you something. It's it's this montage I cut, cut together in Movie Maker. Yeah. Like and- the editor of the movie one <laughs> YouTube contest. Um, and so like, yeah, and they they do that whole thing where she like lifts her shield of, you know off of herself so that he can finally hear her thoughts. They they do that in the book, but it's just a very generic like and then I showed him how much I loved him. Like it wasn't, I don't know. They definitely didn't go through shot by shot a bunch of scenes from the last four movies set to a, you know, 20 year olds pop hit. So. So that was supposed have, to be him reading her mind, right? Yeah. So she is a shield and she can like project her shield outward, which you see mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and or then she drop her shield. <laughs> Yeah, but only after marriage. (laughs) uh, But she also like learned how to push it away from herself, just as a means. Like in the in the book, there's like this whole like you know Miyagi training montage thing (laughs) where she's like doing this, um, and she's like, "Why would I ever need to not shield myself?" And it was more about like flexing the muscle that is you know the superpower that she has, Mm. and so she learns how to do that. But she doesn't show Edward until after the battle. Edward Kegel muscles. Edward finally learns that there is, in fact, something in her head. <laughs> he should have been, like, horrified. Like, that's been in your brain. <sighs> this, I have a lot to say about that montage, considering it follows, like, another vision, which follows another vision. It's, it's fucking garbage. Um, but I like how you were saying S.H.I.E.L.D., as if this was a thing from the first book or movie that we should have known all along, like... Like, we're going to be like, oh, so she was a shield all along. Oh, Well, sense. like that girl who, like, has electricity, like, was she, like, before she turned to a vampire, she, I don't know, was really into electronics? Or, like, how do you, like, it made no sense for her to, like, have a power that, like, was before she was even a vampire, she had this power. They they hinted that, like, in either this book or the or the third one, where they say, like, it's possible that your gifts that you develop as a vampire are like latent things that you're good at when you're a human, like 
Edward can read minds. So he probably was really intuitive and really perceptive when it came to other people and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And like, like Alice always had a lot of foresight when it came to like possible situations or something like that. Like it was, I mean, it was the most thinly failed (laughs) bullshit ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was so, it was complete garbage, but it had, they like did address it at least Mm -hmm. not with any sort of actual logical explanation, but they addressed it. So Jasper was really good at strategy and hair. (laughs) <laughs> a vampire that just that just blossomed uh i met jackson rathbone a couple years ago and he the guy that plays jasper and mm-hmm. and thankfully he did not continue that hairstyle um going forward did he continue after. that voice <laughs> yeah, that's real. yeah. <laughs> uh well and i think he played it up because uh because we're in the south i think mm-hmm. he played it up for, for us which you know <laughs> yeehaw i'm a vampire <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he, he played a show here with his band. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's a real thing that I just said that really happened, but yeah. Wow. Jackson Rathbone and the good feelings or whatever. <laughs> um, I like that. Like his totally fake name, like would be a better vampire name to me than Jasper. You know Jackson what I mean? Like a Buffy, there's, there's no vampires named Jasper and Buffy. <laughs> That was a common name in the South during the Civil War, apparently. Mm. I'm just making that up. Uh, <laughs> we're on number two. Um, yeah, so my number two is a long one. I am just going to condense it to uh, right after Bellas found out that Jacob's imprinted on Renesmee. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, she's like, you're going to stay away from her. And he's like, you know, I can't do that. And then he like reveals that he's nicknamed her after the Loch Ness Monster. And she flips out in a truly epic, wonderful way. Um, and then he actually says, nothing ever made sense to me before, dot, 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 until I realized I wanted to fuck your newborn. <laughs> <laughs> and Jasper, they cut over Jasper at one point and he looks so sage, like so, like he's going to be like stroking his long white wisdom beard. Oh. Yeah, that's my number two as well. Just Bella beating the shit out of Jacob and throwing him out. And, and just, he says Nessie, and she's like, you name my daughter, or you nickname my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? Like, Bella's pretty sharp on the uptake there, suddenly. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that yeah. name, though. God. Nessie, yeah. <laughs> creepy. Mm-hmm. Everything about that child is creepy and everything about the way that Jacob like talks to her or relates to her is even creepier. It's just there around her constantly. Yeah. Well, like, I had a good laugh when she dropped off the kid of Charlie and his living wife. And I was like, haha, she's, she's dumping Jacob off too. And I was like, oh, yuck. Mm-hmm. It's Jacob and Renessa again. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, that was my number two as well. Just, oh man, Bella yelling at Jacob was hilarious. I mean, is yeah. that the only time she's even yelled in these movies, it seems like? Other than, like, some lame fights with Edward, probably? I'm fairly certain that that's the only time we hear her speaking voice above, like, barely more than a whisper. Mm-hmm. So Maybe it's not the vampirism. You know, she talks about how, like, I, my human life is over, but I've never felt more alive. Maybe it was like she found her fire and the fact that she hates Jacob so much now. <laughs> I would be on board with that as, like, like that that's what awoke her spirit or something like yeah. I thought Mama I was bear. friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number one. You're number one. 
<clears throat> so mine was the one that you guys mentioned in your audible mentions, uh, Jacob getting undressed in front of Charlie in order to change into his wolf form. And like, Charlie doesn't leave, but I love how his reaction is like, listen, I'm just not interested in the all boy fuck parties that you guys have going on out in the woods on the res. <laughs> like, because like, that's a thing like that everyone knows about and no one talks about like, that's absolutely how that goes. So, but I like that he doesn't leave either. <laughs> but he's not very impressed at the same time. I I wanted him to like sip a beer and be like, listen here, Jacob, I'm not going to play grab ass with you. <laughs> or maybe, maybe just a little bit. Also, why did Jacob turn into a wolf by like literally hurling himself at Charlie? Like he could have done it and not almost ripped his head off. Probably. I think, he, I think the word you're looking for is thrust. <laughs> um, well, my impression watching that scene, just the way it was cut, it kind of seemed like when Jacob morphs into a wolf, like he morphs like dong outward. It was kind of like, like just based on Charlie's reaction there. But this whole stupid move was like a prologue to breaking the news about Bella to Charlie, which they don't do <laughs> at all. Well, it's like, I'm a werewolf. That's weird, right? Just don't ask Bella any questions. <laughs> Just go with it, Charlie. Was that why like Charlie was 10 minutes behind Jacob? Because he just had to stop at the liquor store? Rub one out? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who doesn't rub one out in the liquor store parking lot? Come on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one is Case Stu killing a mountain lion. Wasn't that your number two? Uh, that was my number three. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it bears repeating. Okay. <laughs> You're just like fucking with my mind now. <laughs> so Casey killed mountain lion uh yeah uh do you have anything else to add on that or? no i just love it okay Twice. well my number one is from a moment that when Bella's hunting there's this moment when she's staring down at this deer that she wants to kill kill and then the deer whips its head around to look right at bella and it makes this kind of noise when it does it it goes like like, like it's like suddenly like oh shit you know like i'm about to die and it's just the fucking most hilarious thing in this movie i watched it over and over again like that that deer had a little bit too much like uh, of a, a personality of like a, a sentience it seems like in that moment uh i've never hunted but i don't think they do that i don't know why. maybe when they're being hunted by vampires it's like <laughs> Like, I almost wanted its ears to shoot up, you know, and, like, its eyebrows to raise or something. <laughs> well, like, what is it going to do? Like, eventually, like, paint a hole on a rock and have, like, Bella, like, run into the rock while trying to capture it? I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Rather than the, uh, the, the prologue to Bambi where uh, Bella kills Bambi's mom. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> this is going to be a three-hour. <laughs> all right well um complaints wise i mean i think we all have a complaint about jacob and his constant hovering around renesme and just that whole situation like helicopter pedophile oh it's so gross <laughs> he's like i'm um, your extra dad i'm just waiting to fuck you <laughs> <laughs> that's like such a gross sitcom renesme has two dads uh, like when Bella kind of wakes back up and sees the situation, it's like, wait, am I just going to be stuck with your ass hanging around all the time now? Just hanging around. 
like acting like you're part of the family. But that flash forward on the beach, that is a, that is a literal hellscape mm-hmm. in paradise. Well, and so like they're not so like werewolves are not supposed to be immortal. Like at a certain point they have to like once you stop being the wolf, like you decide to retire then you start aging again. That's like how that works like when the pack when there's like a pack that is uh ready to take over for you. And so What if you don't like, want to retire? <clears throat> you can retire as a werewolf? You can. Yeah. <laughs> you get a gold you just, watch. Like, yeah uh but um but they like i'm assuming that jacob is just gonna be like fuck you guys i'm going like i'm staying immortal because you know i have a 12 year old to fuck now yeah but what what grosses me out more is the idea that after 60 years of like chasing this poor girl around jacob retires he goes back to the res and then there's some other young boy out there who's like Jacob's looking at me like he's just waiting. <laughs> well, so he does he stay young until he retires? Yeah, they it's it's almost like like they're frozen in uh in time while they're actively being werewolves. So, That's supposed to be what it is anyways. So if he wanted to, he could just not retire cuz his, you know, future ward/wife slash or whatever is going to be immortal too. He could just like try to stay the same age forever. Right. Yeah. I theoretically, I feel like that would probably not work long term. Just, I mean, maybe this is just me watching Buffy too much, but mm-hmm. I think like the 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 you know Native American magic would need to balance out the universe or some shit like that, and he wouldn't be able to do it forever. The which would be a, exactly. So <laughs> um. Apart from all the Jacob shit, my my biggest complaint was that this I got to cover the one film that there was literally no Anna Kendrick in. So <laughs> that's I, also in my complaints. Yeah, I uh, I find that to be a goddamn travesty. They should have found a way to work her in. Just saying, not really sure how, but they could have. Like if they I just like did a scene that. where her her and her friends come to visit. And like the baby's there, and they just kind of like like Anna Kendrick just looks at the other ones like, uh huh, told you so. She just goes and drowns it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I really hope Leah and Anna Kendrick like visit all of these other people's graves someday in the far, far flung future. Um, one complaint I have is again, like there is no character to Renesmee. I think as you said, Raquel. Her caressing people's faces does not count as character development. So therefore, I don't give a shit that like somebody's coming to kill her and this is going to be some kind of dumbass like cosplay war in the snow. Um, I mean, this creepy CGI thing was just born at the very end of the last movie. There's no... Um, you seem very angry about this movie. I, I'm I, a little surprised by that. Yeah, I am. Why is that? This movie killed my parents. No, okay. I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I would put this as like the second worst Twilight movie. Or I mean, the, the second least worst Twilight movie, I guess. I guess it's it's compound anger. Like, this is the, this is the last shot. Hmm. Like, I'm just getting it all out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't hate this one the most. Like, especially because they took like the climax of the entire book and put it into this movie which is not saying a whole lot because still nothing happens of any consequence but um i don't know i think this is one of the least worst ones mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so, no. 
Yeah, I, I mean, feel like if you if you brought your ticket back from the part one, like you should have got at least half off the ticket to this one because there's so little movie here. There's so little movie in the first one, though. I mean, I mean, or at least half off popcorn and a towel, you know, or something. Like if I was going to rate them, I'd probably go like one five, three, four, two, maybe. I mean, New Moon mm. is terrible. Yeah, New Moon the book wasn't terrible. I mean, they're all terrible, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as terrible as uh, like I think Eclipse as a book was probably the worst. Um, and then this one, Breaking Dawn was. I mean, it was seven hundred fucking pages. Like it oh was terrible. God. And I read that in two days because it was literally written in third grade English. So <laughs> you, yeah. you don't have to use a lot of brain power on that one. One of my other big complaints was that the the big fight scene at the end, it's like, nope, it's all just a vision. You might have thought we were being brave and killing some characters off, but we didn't. I was just like, what? I want to throw something at my TV. <laughs> we, I saw this in theaters. And like, so this fight scene, this imaginary fight scene is not mm-hmm. in the book at all. Like they just made yeah, it. Yeah, I read that. For the yeah. movie. Uh, and like the amount of 15 year olds like losing their shit when Carlisle's head gets ripped off was so, I mean, there was so much noise in the theater when this was going on that I honestly thought that like some girl was going to pass the fuck out. Um, I mean, I didn't she was like, this isn't happening. I didn't know that going in. And so I was like, shit, they killed Carlisle and Jasper and a couple werewolves. Like I'm almost impressed they have like some, some daring in them, you know, they're taking a risk, but like, no, everyone's okay. I was like, so you're saying there's a Twilight Red Wedding out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wait, so what the hell is the ending of the book, then, if it's not the stupid-ass vision? Uh, I mean, nothing. Like, literally oh. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, it's okay, everyone. It's It's a human hybrid. It's alive. We're all going home. Yeah, essentially. Like, Alice comes back, like... Because, again, the books are all from Bella's perspective. So all she sees, and all she sees in the movie, really, too, is is uh, Arrow touching Alice's hand, going, oh, shit, we're fucked either way, and being like, no, no, like, calm down, brothers. Like, uh, Caius, the one that, like, has a hard-on for killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go away. Like, that's that's what happens. Like, there's no, there's no pretend fight scene or visionary fight scene, I guess. Hmm. So, so like during pre-production, Bill Condon and Melissa Rosenberg are like Stephanie. What did you envision happening? Like when he touched her hand, and she's like, "Whoa, blah 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 blah," and he's just like, "Wow, you're just the worst, aren't you? You're just you're just terrible." <laughs> There's a line like, where Edward says that, where he says, "I think we're worse," and like I started like, "I think we're the worst," and I started shouting <laughs> at my TV like, "Yes." Yes, you are. You are the worst. The absolute, yeah. Then All he right. Sneers, blows a kiss at the camera. Yeah. Any other complaints before we move into the just general discussion? Uh, I feel like we're going to have a ton in the general discussion. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. I want to know why in the opening little sequence here after, for first of all, there's a credit sequence for some reason. I'm not really sure why. There's never been one in another Twilight movie. But then in, when Bella wakes up, she goes to greet Edward at the door. There is sun, like, shining, golden light all over her hand. She's not sparkling. Like, what? what is even the point of these rules anymore? I don't understand it. 
Oh, they threw away the sparkling thing around uh, around Eclipse. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're on the beach. You guys talked about this with yeah. Crystal. Like, they're on the beach. They don't sparkle. And they're in the meadow at the end. They don't fucking sparkle. Like, no more sparkling. Um, it upsets me. I wanted to see some sparkling. I was you okay sparkle. with the no sparkling. That's all right, Benjamin. Let you sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, my first note was, we're the same temperature now, in quotes, when he says that to her, is to me, like, the ultimate dragging someone down to your level. <clears throat> that line got played in every single like trailer for this fucking movie, like over and over and over again. It was beat to death before the movie even uh, premiered. So, see, uh, I, w- I would have gone with "It's your turn not to break me." <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my second note is Case Two is into the rough stuff now. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow they're both vampires now, but their bed is totally cool. Like, did they get a special yeah. reinforced bed? Shouldn't they be breaking the bedroom? Uh, there, yeah, there's a part in the books where they say, like, that Rosalie and Emmett, like, brought down entire houses before. Um. <laughs> yeah, they said they couldn't be around them for five years or something. Well, when you're riding on the back of trucks, I mean, I, I bet <laughs> Emmett brings it. Mm-hmm. Emmett has one speed, I promise. Like, that is... <laughs> <laughs> that speed is jackhammer. <laughs> 100 percent oh i was supposed to bring this up though since we're talking about the vampire sex uh, mm-hmm. uh crystal felt remiss in mentioning that normal girls get sex bruises too it's mm-hmm. not just uh when you have sex with your freakishly strong, strong vampire husband so just wanted to clear that up for the bros <laughs> yeah i promised her i would you're, you're doing the lord's work um but yeah, I mean, I expected like when the Collins have one of their famous orgies, like the fucking Earth should be crashing into the moon, like it should be that intense. But nope. Well, at least nope. Casey gets to smile now. Like she's a vampire. She's like she has everything she wanted. She's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> at one point, she says, Jacob. You really do stink. <laughs> and I laughed and I laughed. Yeah. She's like, seriously, you fucking smell. Leave my house. I wanted her to like actually pick him up like over her head and like hurl him away. Like like far, far, far away. But she didn't. We never like, even uh, really get to see her with like a bloody mouth or anything, do we? Uh that actually, like, I, I kind of noticed that they really hedged around all of the hunting. Like, so, like, Renezme theoretically eats blood and human food. And, mm-hmm. like, in the scene where Arena comes back and they're, like, hunting snowflakes or whatever the fuck. Like, mm-hmm. in the book, they were actually, like, hunting, uh, like, deer and mountain lions or whatever. And uh, there's a lot more of, I don't, there's a lot more bloodiness uh, that they don't show. It's almost like they were... N- not willing to show the messy part of the vampire stuff. It's it's kind of gross in practicality because, like, again, she's, like, attacking and eating an, an animal, which is going to look real weird and a lot like sex. But, like... So? What is this kid doing? Like, dipping, like, chicken nuggets into, like, blood <laughs> dipping sauce or something? Like, what the fuck? Oh. I'm not hearing any bad things. <laughs> Although, Bella, I would think a deer would taste better than a mountain lion myself, but I don't know. What do I know? Like the sweeter the animal, like the sweeter the... I can just see you as a vampire in a pet store, just going Mm -hmm. fucking hog wild. Bunnies. 
Oh, Benjamin Light as a vampire would not have this bullshit vegetarian diet. He would be killing people. Let's all be clear on that one. Oh, let's let's get down to the heart of Bad it. Bad people. <laughs> sure, on, on, like, on your birthday, but really, like gerbils and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, no, the reasoning for the the mountain lion preference over the deer was supposedly that carnivores tasted more like human, like it was closer to human blood mm, than okay. the herbivores. I guess I can so, buy that. Yeah. That checks out. Mm-hmm. Just but, people. Yeah, especially like do like the Edward thing where it's just like only the really bad dudes that give like the super hard on. You just <laughs> eat them in an alley. Victimless crime. Um I like that Jacob actually pulls the the baby was asking for it card at one point. Oh. Well, can we talk about when Bella finally gets to hold her baby and like she's gonna eat that baby? It's just like do it, do it. <laughs> oh God, no the um, the scene like where what you were just talking about, Marco. Where is she, he's like, well, do you remember how you wanted to be around me, and that was the baby. She wanted me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, mm. I audibly like shuddered at that line. It was so bad. Was it me? Just in case um, this gets lost at home, sexual assault is no joke, guys. No. (laughs) Was it me or did Rosalie look different in this movie? Like, I don't know if maybe Nikki Reed's like has different makeup or a wig or something, but like at first I was like, is that the same actress? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. With the glow of satisfaction knowing this is over. Mm -hmm. Uh, She had just gotten married to husband number one around Mm. this time. The, the the guy that placed like 27th on American Idol. So uh, maybe she was just happy. The glow of matrimony. Mm-hmm. What husband is she on now? Uh, she's married to the dude from Vampire Diaries now. Uh, Ian Summerholder or something. Oh, really? Oh, Summerholder. Really? Boone. Yeah. 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 Go Boone Nikki was Reed. the sacrifice Nikki Reed demanded. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, but I believe this is still number two. Yeah. So uh, she was paired uh, up with the baby and Jacob so much in the early part. I was like, wait, are they together? No, wait, there's that Emmett dude. Like, I don't know why she got baby duties, but I don't know. Oh, well, I guess maybe because she was, you know, never got to get married before. No, just, I am Rosalie when it comes to being like, I totally under, I identified with her 100% because if there's a baby in the room, I am beelining for that baby. I don't care if I know it's mom or not. I'm like, nope, it's my turn. So every time she did that, I was like, yep, I, I finally get you. But so that's yeah, why she had baby, baby duty. You know, just happens for some women. <laughs> and for some werewolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a different way, hopefully. <laughs> Like, does Jacob just live there now? Like, th- does he get a little room in their new cottage? Like, do they uh, ever do they ever oh. get any relief from this dude? And does he ever go home, or is he just there all the time now? We get that one scene where he's like training the new werewolves, like mm-hmm. the new pack, because you don't really hear about this in, in the movies, but like he never joins Sam's pack again. Like he becomes the leader of his own pack and like his own pack of shittier werewolves. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, Quill comes and joins him and Leah and, uh, and Seth. I didn't Quilatera. even, I didn't realize that Quilatera was in this movie because he never showed up and said, I'm Quilatera again. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't think we ever see his human form, but we see him as a wolf, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They're like, we can save money on the actor. Yeah. Plus, the CGI wolves, they tend to be better actors than some of the people <laughs> we cast. Yeah. Or very large dogs, as Charlie refers to them. Well, I forgot to mention when Bella's throwing this asshole out, I, I I did enjoy Edward in the background just being like, no, no, it's cool. Let her do it. You know, like he's just relishing the shit out of it. But the problem with the, the Colin's super awesome house is like her throwing him out. Like, I agree if you recall. I want him like thrown out a window. I want like, I hate to keep fucking referencing Angel the show. But do you remember when Illyria threw Angel out the window and he just like fell down the length of the skyscraper yes. to like the ground below? I wanted that. Mm, yeah, they they don't do enough. Like like I'm gonna bring up Buffy. Like Buffy's house gets destroyed like every other fucking episode that mm-hmm. from like seasons one through three and then five and on. Like it's it's always getting destroyed. And like I feel like the Cullens should like just have like a, a a passing line about well we got to call Bobby in. Like Bob's the contractor that they bring out every time they fucking destroy their house or something because mm-hmm. that needed to happen. Like there needed to be more people getting the absolute shit kicked out of them in that house. Like Especially the, if that person is Jacob. The production budget didn't want to have to cover like the repairs on this location or something. They're like, this place yeah. is expensive. No, everybody take it easy here. Or my fan fiction when Dawn shows up and she's like, hey, Renesme, fuck you. You're the worst now, not Dawn. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, no. so, I mean, are we at the point where we talk about their, I mean, we kind of talk about their special, like, Thomas Kincaid fuck cottage in the middle of the woods? Oh, like, before that, can we talk about how, I, I guess it's just been set up because uh, you see the, uh, like, the dad, Carlisle, and, and Esme, they're walking back and laughing. And then, like, just out of nowhere, Alice and Jasper just drop out of a random tree next to them. I don't know, that just cracked me up. <laughs> they just suddenly oh, just the, like fall out of a tree next to you and they're like, oh, hello. hello. The whoosh, like speed up thing is mm-hmm. so comical now. Like it's just so dumb. Um, yeah, we didn't talk a lot about it when they do the, the like hunting in the beginning of the scene, but like I could have gone entirely without all of the zooming in on like the particles of dust and like mm. watching flowers bloom. Like I don't think that added anything to like like I believe that va- that Bella had super vampire powers. I didn't need to see any of that. Well, they didn't all. really call back to it later. They just kind of did it at the beginning to be like, she's a she has heightened senses now. We'll never mention it again. Well, it's pretty funny watching her climb the side of the mountain in a dress. That was pretty ridiculous. Um, I want to know what that climber was doing. He had no rope. Like, what what was his plan? <laughs> like, <laughs> he has like it's just like free climbing with no harness or rope or anything. I, he's probably yeah. going to die anyway. They should have just waited for him to fall and then drank the blood from his corpse. <laughs> they could have just fucked over his dead body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still a better movie than Twilight. Yeah. And can't they just go read the, raid the blood bank like Angel did? Like this whole like killing animals thing seems like a lot well, of like, work. Like seemingly like Carlisle did off screen mm-hmm. last movie. Like, Carlo just shows up, and he's like, Hi, I'm Carlisle, famous local doctor. These are my 12 interns. We're <laughs> just going to be in the blood bank for 20 minutes. But, yeah, we got to talk about the, the fuck cottage here that's, like, totally furnished, like, with, like, new clothes, I guess, that they picked out for her. 
Wait, is this is this furniture stolen? Did they buy this? How long have they been preparing this? Uh, so <laughs> in the books, mm-hmm. um, uh, so this was Bella's like birthday present, like her human birthday fell a couple days after she uh, she woke up from being a vampire mm-hmm. or from being turned into a vampire, and uh, supposedly Alice had been planning this for months and months and months. Like once she started planning the wedding, they also were like, and here is the place that you guys will live when we come back here, um, you know, just to have a place of your own. And so, uh, and they have like fuck tons of money. So I assume they, you know, bought all of the furniture and I mean, they probably could have gotten away with stealing it, but I, I mean, think did, they bought it. Did they go back to Charlie's to get like all her personal effects? Cause there's like books on shelves and stuff. I'm just like, who's, whose stuff is this? You know, like, Charlie's I could see like, getting her like a new wardrobe, but like there's all kinds of crap here. Charlie's well, like, someone, someone broke into my house. I better call the cops. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. I'm so drunk. <laughs> I, I would imagine that they, that Bella did pack her stuff to like move to fictional mm-hmm. college. Like, cause the, okay. the thing that they were telling Charlie was that they were both going to go to university of Alaska and, mm-hmm. um, and that's how they were going to get away with like, being gone prior to the accidental pregnancy. So I assume that she packed up her own stuff, like her own books and it was somewhere in the Collins house. I like that. Uh, Alice got her like 20 different handbags. You can see them like hanging in the closet there. Like she also really went all 20, out. 20 lamps per room. <laughs> There's so much light in there. A mixture of styles too. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's funny because you know that Bella and Edward absolutely do it with the lights off every single time. Like they are probably that boring. Oh, I don't know. This is pretty steamy. Just a weird sneer. She she like actually gets to have an orgasm now that she's a vampire. I can't begin to like wonder how anatomically that works. Like there's sparkles. <laughs> oh, that's a I'm good orgasm. Probably- I'm probably gonna have to like Google clitoris sparkles later today, and that's well, it's, just—it's all <laughs> venom, right? <laughs> like it's all—it's all venom. Like all their bodily fluid is just the same thing, as I understood it. Yeah, that yeah. is that is mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, well, just imagine their dirty talk, though. She's just like Edward. Put your venom inside of me. Ugh. I I wonder if he would even like be good at dirty talk though because like I mean yeah, theoretically I he he's like well like he's old though so it's like fortnightly I shall take you <laughs> I will write you a dirty letter and I will knock on your door and I will say madam might I bend you over the <laughs> drop boudoir. your shield <laughs> you drop your shield uh, do you think she has to drop her shield to have an orgasm? I don't know. I like, mean, maybe. Oh, what if she came so hard her shield like threw him out the window? I just, I still don't think that Edward is talented enough to to provide that kind of orgasm at all. Is I have very nice? little faith in his like sexual prowess. Well, theoretically, this is like his that- third time, like ever, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what? What do you tell me? He's not like practicing on his own. Like just running around eating farm animals or eating animals in the woods, like jacking off venom on trees and stuff. Did I, I can't um, remember. Did I mention in the last episode that the wolves, like whether or not they fucked like like normal non werewolves? 
Yes, you okay. did. That come up because yeah. I I recall that there's uh in this book the magicians at one point the character like meets some centaurs and the centaurs keep regular horses around to have sex with and that's what it made me think of. So there you so, go. So like you're wondering you're wondering if like Wolf Jacob will, like fuck an actual wolf. Yeah, like a non sentient non werewolf, just normal. Like wolf. halfway through, he's just like. Quill, why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> <laughs> so the pro- the biggest problem with that is that all of the wolves are like interconnected when they're all in their wolf form. True. So so if Jacob is fucking a random like wolf in in the woods and ever, anyone else is like phased, then they're hearing all of this. And, and they're going to be like, like, why didn't I think of that? Again. Ah, yeah. Here's the saddest part: the erotic fan fiction for Twilight is so much. More interesting sounding than the regular fan fiction. You which say that, but then there's probably, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say that <laughs> they they made it into another like book series, and no, it's not. <laughs> if Jamie Dornan was just like, I'm going to spray you with venom, she's like, what? <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, uh, I don't know if it's just me, but the the first part of this movie did feel like a totally different character to me like Bella is like I don't know just like having fun and like she has some amount of agency and she's smiling and doing what she wants and like finally gets to fuck her husband you know um yeah no Bella's awesome for mm-hmm. I think she's consistently better in this film than she is in any of the others just because like she's allowed to speak and mm-hmm. uh there's even that line where Edward is like I always think that you're not going to rise to a challenge which Fuck you, dude. Um, <laughs> Good thing you married her. <laughs> and uh, and you Walk always prove me wrong, but like, and I mean, so she she definitely is is far and away better, and like has more of a personality. But it does start to like the more characters they introduce, the less time she has mm-hmm. to do that. And like she she falls down on the Jacob thing way too quickly, so that's mm-hmm. not their problem. When they get back from their fuck fest, it's just like cut to. Uh, Rosalie outside with the, the baby and then it's like oh Jacob's just watching from the window eating and watching and, you know it's like how long has he been doing that is, is this just what he does from now on he's just watching that baby 24-7 and waiting yeah. mm-hmm. he felt very like should have put a vest on him he felt very Ezra Fitz to me there like <laughs> feels like something he would have done um, well and then Emmett Theoretically, like her brother-in-law has is just like, oh, you done fucking already? Break anything? <laughs> yeah, like, classy. Which is not a normal conversation to have with your in-laws at all. You would think they would be like more distinguished because they're so old, but no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Emmett, just, Emmett's like a 300-year-old teenager. I mean, oh, and Edward can read his mind too, so I'm sure he's getting the full imagery. That has to be so awkward. Like, <laughs> couldn't Alice just... like foresee it? Well, imagine Edward's reading Jacob's mind now, and now he just knows he's got this fucking pedophile around constantly, and just like drooling after his daughter. And then rewind like two hours earlier that <laughs> that Alice has a vision of Edward thinking about that while having epic sex with Bella. Bella. <laughs> Alice is having epic sex with Bella. No, no, no. She's having the vision of Edward okay. in the future having sex with Bella, imagining Jacob lusting after the little girl. It's it's all interconnected. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like these two are married. Carla and Esme are married. 
Like, what's going on with, uh, uh, like, Jasper and Alice and Emma and Rosalie? It's like, they're just not commitment people. Like, they're not ready to to lock that down. Well, in the books. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have they, different last names? So, uh, so they all get married at various points. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, Emma and Rosalie have had, like, five weddings, you know, over the course. Uh, and... Jasper took on Rosalie's like maiden name, her, her, her last name from her human life. Mm-hmm. And when they go into these like high schools, cause that's definitely what you want to do for eternity is just be a fucking high school student. Um, Where they, you right. They're supposedly twins, uh, uh, like boy, girl twins who are Esme's niece and nephew that they adopted and then everyone else is a Cullen who is also adopted. Um, like there's no per- like perception that any of them are biological children of, uh, Carlisle and Esme, but that's why they have different last names. Like Jasper and Rosalie have the same last name and everyone else is a Cullen. Which is so, funny. So Carlisle comes to school on the first day and it's like, so just so everyone's clear, it's okay that they're fucking each other. They're not related. Basically. Well, like at, at my high school, there was a foster family and it was like, you knew stuff was going on with those kids. Like it was happening in between them. I mean, they were basically like proto white trash Cullens. They just didn't have a Carlisle to make it, make it cool, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. It seemed kind of no. messed up to leave Billy Burke out of everything too. Well, so I wanted to say real quick. They describe this before the uh, the the porno scene in the woods. Like they describe Charlie as being in a bad way, and then they cut to him just chopping wood. Like I expected him to be like passed out on the front porch with like like five beers rolling around beside him. No, that's like just normal Tuesday for Charlie. <laughs> like it's my normal man pain. I think Charlie probably was totally fine with it. He just felt the need to at least express over the phone that he he was upset. You know because just to keep up appearances, but really he's like, there's no one to distract me. There's no one to try to make me eat healthy food. I'm just going to go back to watching the Seahawks. <laughs> well, it was only what two calls a day. They said, I mean, that's, I guess that's not much. If your daughter has gone missing into Probably a just sets an alarm, you know, <laughs> or how much is it? Is the, uh, the widow Sue just making the calls for him. Yeah. He's real broken up. Just chopping wood. Just chopping, chopping wood, and then who should interrupt his bliss? I really wanted when Jacob. when Jacob storms out, and then it cuts to a motorcycle. I was like, oh, what if he was in wolf form riding the motorcycle? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh. Which later on, I want to say you see him fixing the motorcycle again. Like, is he just a terrible mechanic? Possibly. Yes, I, I'll believe that. <laughs> I buy that 100%. He's, he's like, guys, I only have like a seventh grade education. <laughs> well, what about Renesme? She's like three months old. Shouldn't she be a complete dunce? Yeah. Well, no, because like every day her entire, like Edward teaches her piano and like someone's teaching her a different oh. language every day. Like, uh, and Carlisle is like reading medical fucking journals to her or something like that. Like it's supposedly she's, <laughs> brilliant um yeah, she's like my brain is still three months old i don't understand any of this <laughs> like i'm still pooping in my hand <laughs> jacob's eating it yeah um <laughs> imagine if like on pl i mean only in wolf form though i mean come on give yeah that. yeah 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 
But imagine if PLF Ezra was just like, Arya, sit down. I've written our diegetic love theme, and I'm going to play it for you on the piano. <laughs> oh, so, so self-indulgent. We still have 7B. That could still happen. <laughs> yes. I, well, so, I would love for someone to hear this and go do reshoots. So, like, Kingen, why get can't... Get back from New Hampshire. <laughs> why can't they tell Charlie, like, like somehow the Volteria will know or something? Like, Yeah, like, if he knows about the the whole reason that, that Bella had to be turned into a vampire is that she knew about their secret. Like, that's why the Volturi were like, we're not going to let this go. And so their thought process was somehow like when the Volturi came, they would know because if, if they touch, if arrow touches Edward's hand, then he like knows everyone's thoughts. Ever oh, right, because, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's really fucking easy for them to find stuff out about the Cullens because Edward reads everyone's mind. So that was the thought if, process. If anyone out there has seen a movie called The Invitation, which stars Trey from the OC, like that's what I thought of when Billy Burke walks into their house. Like he's just walking into some kind of upscale fucking cult. I'm surprised he uh-huh. didn't bring backup. Like you just saw this dude whip out his wolf dong and turn a new wolf. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go over to this house where like my daughter is being held and I haven't spoken to her in person forever. I'll just go by myself. What if he just like held up like a live grenade and it's just like mm-hmm. everyone back the fuck off? That's totally what he should have done. Well, but who would he have brought? Like everyone he knows. Billy is, Black? I don't know. His son is the one that just like jumped yeah. at him and will form. Well, like, that's an awkward Seahawks game where he's like they're sipping beers and he's like, by the way, Billy, Jacob, I've seen his dick. <laughs> More nachos? It was, it was furry. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's more of a, a grower than a shower, if you know what I mean. It I was that's cold. The term. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's like what Christmas time almost. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do vampire women know about shrinkage? Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he, when Edward then brings out the baby, I wanted Charlie to turn around and be like, "Holy fuck! What is that thing? <laughs> Kill it with fire! Kill it!" <laughs> he just pulls out a service weapon and shoots it. <laughs> He's not appropriately freaked out enough. Like he his face is doing some amount of like facial Olympics there, but he's not nearly freaked out enough. Like, he's he like, should have jumped back like seven feet. He's like, this baby that you said is adopted has your eyes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. Fuck this. <laughs> He has like, that line where he's like, needs, you know, Bella's like, I'll tell you anything you need to know. And then like two seconds later, this shit happens. And he's like, need to know? All right. <laughs> well, it's like, walks on. He he backs away. Of course, the Collins are all creeping him out. So he turns to, unfortunately, the only person he really knows is Jacob. And he's like, oh my God, did you see that baby? And Jacob's like, I know. Fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, and then Charlie's and, just like, guess what, Bella? The Swans are officially disbanding as a family. <laughs> Good luck out there. <laughs> Does Renesmee I'm have done. any any sort of like heightened senses? Like, shouldn't she uh, be like, man, Jacob, you fucking stink? Well, like, no stranger danger, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she definitely has uh, super speed because we see at the end, like the other half vampire, half human person has the super speed so she probably has at least that which means she probably can you know see flowers yeah 
Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere, she just flies. It's like like Superman and never or something. Does it again. <laughs> but and then well, if, if you're being chased at the end, there, like seriously, why don't you just grab Jacob by the fur and like fly away? No, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, and she's like whining at him to go faster later, and but never remembers that she can fly. Consistency is mm-hmm. a hard thing here. Yeah. And um, is this the last we see of Billy Burke? No, no, that's right. He comes back one more time. I was going to say, like, if that was the last we saw of him, he's just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I think we get two more scenes with him, actually. Because um, hmm. we get, yeah. we get we Christmas. And, and then when she drops him off for the babysitting. Right. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Emmett and Bella arm wrestle. I don't have a joke there. I just thought it was funny on its own. Yeah, I I felt like that scene would have been a lot better if she hadn't then gotten distracted by, like, sparkly things. Um, And I don't know. I think, like, if she had then proceeded to, like, arm wrestle everyone and, and, you know, beat the shit out of them, then that would have been better. I like the part where she's just, like, punching the rock in half and, like, kicking it and being like, ah, I'm stronger than everyone. Yeah. I wanted her to, like, then, like, chest bump, like, Jasper or something. Like, Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> and he would have gone flying because she's super strong yeah but once once he gets back up he gives her like a sage bro nod well this movie's not really much on like the downside of being a vampire like for the first 30 minutes it's just like man being a vampire is awesome you know like you're super strong and like you get everything you want and you're happy now and you finally get to have like real sex with orgasms and you can kick everyone's ass, and it's like, where's the downside here, really? The I can't even remember if Eclipse spent a lot of time on this in the movie, but the 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 book definitely spent like three quarters of it talking about the downside of being a vampire <laughs> from Rosalie's perspective. So they probably you. felt like they beat that to death already. Like just being mopey, being real mopey. Uh, yeah, just all all the things that you have to give up. Um, and this movie is like, oh no! Conveniently, we all of the downsides that we've expressed of being a vampire, like you know, not being able to bear children, etc., uh, for a woman, mm-hmm. which of course is is all a woman could ever want out of life. By the way, um, well, living in fear of the Italian like fashion mafia, <laughs> like just, just like my chemical romance with like crazier hair, it's Sergeant Pepper, more like. <laughs> uh, so yeah then then ugh, fucking shannon from lost shows up just to fuck shit up like something happens a fucking snitch yeah did not well, suspect like, that maybe maybe go ask a question or two no 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 just run right to michael sheen the, so the entire conflict the entire conflict of this whole movie is a misunderstanding yeah like they could have just explained it and they'd be fine Well, I mean, but then we would have just watched them, like, Jacob stare at Renesmee for two hours. And even as bad as this movie is, that movie is worse. So More of Casey just, like, kicking rocks in half and, like, going, like, ha, ha, ha. Just, like, benching cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have I gone for an entire, like you know 80s movie montage of bella just like flexing her muscles and showing her strength off and like kicking the shit out of things i could have done that especially if like if tiger comes in if she really started to just like personally demean emmett 
and just just like start to get really mean about it, you know, just like not not joking anymore. Like she's just calling you a pussy, and like she's just like emasculating you. That'd been great. Yeah, especially she if we could have. No, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just gonna say, just especially if she could have like worked in a joke there about how like he must be overcompensating for his dick size. Um, <laughs> and then she needs him in the balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And Rosalie's like, I like Bella more. <laughs> so is Maggie Grace, did she jump in the water? Is that where she went? Yeah. Supposedly there's a magical way that you can jump in the water off of the like coast of Washington and mm. make it to Italy. Like that's Is that somehow. her power? <laughs> She's a submariner. <laughs> um, well, we yeah, get but this, she, she's gone. Yeah. We get this callback where Jacob's now playing his like same like ode to Bella, only now his daughter gets to stare obsessively at him as he plays. Like it's just perfectly awful. They're like, yeah, Hey, remember yeah. remember this from movie one? Now the daughter's doing it. And I wanted like Jacob then like just to be like slowly crawling like across the piano just to get closer to Renesme as Edward plays. <laughs> Welcome back to our gross sitcom. Renesme has two dads. Uh, <laughs> and I, the fella goes out for cigarettes forever. <laughs> <laughs> I ser- like the. I liked the. This, you know, when she's kicking the shit out of Jacob for, you know, imprinting on her daughter and Edward is like, you know, cheering her on. That should not have been the last time that he like that Edward expressed any sort of like uh, dismay and mm-hmm. like unhappiness at this whole situation. Like he should have continuously been like, I'm going to really need you to leave, though. Like you can only be here for an hour a day supervised or they something. Just, like, they just treated it like <laughs> Bella said her piece. And then Jacob's like, no, it's cool, though. Because uh, I imprinted when, you know, before she existed. That's why you liked me. Or, you know, it's just some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, well whatever. And she definitely, like, she was like, you're going to stay away from her. And he's like, you know, I can't do that. And oh, <laughs> I just wanted Bella to be like, you know that I can make you, right? Like, <laughs> well, this is like, not a request. Like, the vampire werewolf tree doesn't have, like, a Megan's Law clause, basically. But this is <laughs> She's like, I will problem. rip off your wolf dick. <laughs> um, the problem is, again, with all of this, is that the imprinting that's not their problem that you imprinted. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we don't, we don't care. We're not bound by your medical condition to be close to our child. There's no other side of the imprinting happening. There's not like porno logic that says this is okay. The, the other side of the imprinting is the grossest shit ever too, because they say they're always like the reason that you would never not end up with a person that imprinted on you is that no one would ever turn down that level Mm. of adoration and admiration Mm. it's like no (laughs) that's not how it works (laughs) no jacob black exception to the rule uh it's just just like if you're a nice enough guy they won't be able uh, to say no oh yeah let's never perpetuate that so 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 basically what you're saying is that the unspoken thing is that only a bitch would say no to the dude who imprinted on you or something (laughs) gross like that Definitely. That is definitely the the tone that they are setting there is what kind of horrible like bitch monster must you be if you would turn down a man that is willing to give you that much attention. 
To which, to which Michael Sheen says, ah! I mean, like, and, what if the girl was a lesbian? You know, like, how does that work? What if a girl just wasn't fucking interested? Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously, yeah. Uh, I could go on, but I will stop. <laughs> well, we get the Volturi interlude because Maggie Grace is a total snitch. She just immediately snitches. I feel like these Volturi, like, I don't think they'd still be in power. Like, I don't, they, they seem to have no jurisdiction. They're all the way in Italy. It doesn't seem like the vampires would put up with them. They'd be like, fuck those I, guys. I feel I'm, like I'm their, immortal. Rule fuck law, their rule of law comes from the fact that, like, four out of five vampire homes have, like, a portrait of them. <laughs> <laughs> on the wall. I I it also like it takes them literally months to assemble and come to Seriously, <laughs> <Seriously>, Yeah. <laughs> like what there's no immediate consequences to anyone's actions oh, at I all mean, unless you're in their backyard. It is the Italian justice system, so you know. Yeah. It takes a little yeah. while. Um no, I mean so seemingly, like one of the biggest reasons that they've managed to stay in power is like because of the the vampires that they've acquired, like Alec and Jane, who can widespread control people and like put them in immense amounts of pain without even touching them. So, uh, like anytime they have like a threat that pops up, then they just dispense Alec and Jane and Dimitri, whose fucking power I forgot already, and. Uh, like, what the fuck are they getting out of Well, here's this? what I'm saying. Like, what if you just had, like, a like an RPG? Like, I feel like that would work against a vampire, right? They're just, like, stone. Like, that would just blow them apart. Yeah, it makes me think of the season two episode of Buffy where they're, like, <laughs> no weapon forged. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. can handle the judge, and then, you know, she fucking gets a rocket launcher and kills him. And it's like, well, you know, we yeah, have modern she, weapons now. Yeah, she kicks Angel in the balls. Um <laughs> Well, it's well, like, like, yeah, they just like, get, like, a fifty caliber machine gun with, like, incendiary rounds. Like, dodge that asshole. Well, like, I wanted them, like, cut to the Volturi whiteboard. Number one on the thing, like, put a man in Ox on trial yet again. <laughs> Number two, go to Seattle or Washington State in, like, six to eight months. <laughs> Take care of the situation. Uh, I mean, I hope they flew there. Maybe they walked there. Maybe that's what took them so long. <laughs> With their super speed walking, though, <laughs> they just can they walk across there. water. Like, can they walk fast enough that they would go across the water? Um, I'm gonna say no, based on like the pseudoscience and Flash. I don't think they go fast enough. Hmm. That is where I get most of my mm-hmm. science, though. Because there, there's like an episode where he had to be able to run like extra fast to walk on water, like because mm-hmm. they like they did the math on it, and I don't think these guys go that fast. Plus, like, it's got to be harder to run on water when you're all decked out in capes <laughs> than, like, Elton John's leftover 70s garb or whatever. But, yeah, so we find out the Volturi basically have rules against the Kirsten Dunst thing from Interview of a Vampire. Um, so, like, when the Collins, like, assemble to, like, info dump, like, for realsies about this, mm-hmm. I was a little shocked that in movie five they turned to books for their learning rather than like Yahoo or Bing searches. Like they really broke the pattern. (laughs) Uh, Well, for a second they're like, Oh yeah, I'm world child. And I'm like, wait, you know about this? How come you had to look this up in the last movie? But then I was like, Oh, it's a different thing. 
Yeah. Also, I would say something interesting about just casting a former child star as like an immortal child killer. I am. I am all about. Yeah, I'm all about Dakota Fanning and just like throwing small blonde children in fires. That was my favorite part there. Oh, I love that part. She's, she's like, like <laughs> it's nice whenever an outtake actually finds its way into the movie. Yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> Hence the entire Billy Burke contribution to Twilight. So your your premise here is that Dakota Fanning like just had enough of that child's fucking lip and tossed him. <laughs> I, I I refer you back to the first episode of 30 Rock where they deal with the fact that Tracy uh, Morgan might have bit her on the face. And the way, the, the way he says it, she kind of was asking for it. <laughs> well, you know, in this, in this like, I don't know, 1600s flashback or whatever this is, all their hair is way better than modern day. Like, what happened, Maggie Grace? Like, you had this whole, like, style going on and now your hair is just like, eh. Too much well, cross... Pacific swimming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They live in Alaska, and I, I have to assume that the climate there is not great for any kind of hairstyle. Like the that dry, cold. Uh, I don't know. I have curly hair, so this wouldn't is a, dry a be good. Thought. Like the humidity is the bad thing for the hair, right? Uh, it depends on your hair texture. Mm, yeah. Mm. I wish Jasper here was here to tell us. Let <laughs> me tell you a little bit about humidity and hair. Gather around, my friends, and I will tell you tale of your follicle power. Um, yeah, so the Collins, their whole plan is to start this like viral word of mouth mouth whisper campaign. Like, doesn't anyone know how to make a fucking phone call? Yeah, I know they, they can't pick up the phone. No. They have to drive to Alaska. No. Well, and uh, they even say that they're like the the Denali clan is like, why didn't you tell us you were coming? Like, we have a fucking phone. Um, <laughs> you could have at least texted. Yeah, I wanted them to like walk into a bar and just like tap one of their many friends on the shoulder, and like Hugh Jackman turns around, and he's just like, "Fuck off." <laughs> well, you mean now that it's turned into the shitty X Men? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which uh-huh. is a better title for this movie? Mm-hmm. The shitty, shitty. Are they any good? No, they're terrible. So it's not just a clever title. Uh, well, and you know, Alice, like, she knew what was up. She saw the rest of this movie and is like, I'm out of here. I'll be back for the end. But I'm leaving. I'm taking Jasper <laughs> and I'm getting the fuck out. Also, I love that every, every one of these movies is like a different Volvo commercial for Edward. <laughs> of course he like drove a fucking, a fucking Volvo. Like it's a fucking Bond franchise. <laughs> How much money do you think that Volvo gave, like, like paid to have their cars featured in every single one of these movies? <laughs> Twilight fans love Volvo. <laughs> you have to believe there's a correlation to, like, in like in 2008, like, a ton of 15-year-old, like, rich girls were asking their dads to buy them whatever fucking Volvo who's driving in that first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the dads are like, seriously? Volvo? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, Dad. Edward Cullen. He drives one. (laughs) And then all these girls' dads turn into Billy Burr. (laughs) (laughs) Just dead-eyed. Yeah, so then we get Mr. Robot shows up. He shows the kid how to do, like, dirt tornadoes. He brings the the one sex worker from Westworld. Whatever. That was nice to see Rami Malek. Yeah. 
I mean, not to encourage this this movie to be longer because that's definitely not what I'm doing here. But it would have been nice to get like maybe 30 more seconds of backstory on some of these characters because they seem way more interesting than some of our like title characters. Yeah, and there's some a ton of them. Of them. Like, yeah, some of them <laughs> like they just keep coming <laughs> more than others. Yeah, it is like a fucking onslaught of like shitty characters. Like for every interesting actor that they cast as one of these, the band they put back together, there's like five that are boring as fuck, including Taylor Lautner. Yeah, but I could have seen I I could have done with more Lee Pace and then the like yeah. blonde uh, the um uh, the cousin that he ends up with. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, like her. Kate. Oh yeah, Kate who has Parking. the yeah <laughs> exactly. I mean, At first uh, I thought you were gonna say the attic asshole. <laughs> uh, Which fuck um, that guy? It is Alistair. The sh- Alistair. Alistair. It is That's the shitty X Men, but like I can I can work with the shitty X Men, you know? Like, all right, I'll watch it. <laughs> shitty X Men, no class. <laughs> he, but Lee Pay- the, uh, Garrett, he just seemed like what how Spike would have been if he had been American and not British, like, yeah. which I'm I'm on board with. So. Also, I'm pretty sure that Lee Pace is a vampire. So, <laughs> I mean, like, or at least whatever, what other otherworldly affliction Tilda Swin has that makes her so amazing. I think Lee Pace has been drinking from that fountain, too. Well, in Doctor Strange, she's harnessing, you know, power from <laughs> the, dark the, the dark world. <laughs> yeah. Again, spoiler outtakes just making their way into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah the they never really address like so the I think maybe Kristen Stewart says this in voiceover but there's like an inordinate amount of like baby werewolves happening like like 12 year olds turning into werewolves because you see that a little yeah Mm -hmm. yeah all the all of the Cullen people are moving in like giant amounts of, of vampires and I feel like I feel like Jacob should have been more, or like the wolf pack, like Sam should have been more like, hey. Uh, What's going we, on? <laughs> we, we, sh- we should talk about this at the very least. Like, they don't have to camp out here, right? These motherfuckers aren't coming until winter. Like, yeah. can we not get them a hotel in Seattle until then? Like, something. But oh, I like how they're they're really trying to, like, diversify up the, the shitty X-Men here. By like having people from all over, but they're like complete stereotypes of wherever they come from, you know. So it's like the the Irish people like look like they just walked out of uh, like Angela's ashes or something, you know. <laughs> and like the the Break people the from Brazil look like they they literally like live off the land in the middle of the jungle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then the fucking. The southern shit heels. <laughs> the Russian assholes. Yeah, the Russians. Who leap. Who were like, they actually say, whoopa. <laughs> then the fucking Russians show up, yeah. Uh, but then, so they're all gathered. You have 18 apparently dumbass vampires who somehow didn't know until they combined their limited intellects that Michael Sheen is stealing people away to join his, like, Imperial X-Men guard. Again, these assholes don't have like some kind of social network. Oh, I have a, I have a question about the books. What's the deal with this Alistair guy? 
Like they make him seem like he's gonna be like a big deal. And he, as far as I could tell, he did nothing in the movie at all. No, he did nothing in the books too. I mean, okay. there's there's more of him doing nothing. Like, uh, and at one point he le- like so the scene where he like hovers over Casey when she's packing up the bag for Renesme and Jacob to make their getaway in the event that they don't win the, the battle. Um, and he's like, you almost had me fooled. Like that never happens, but he leaves and he's like, there's like a real dramatic note that he leaves for Carlisle. It's like, I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not setting myself up to die for you. You know, things like that. So we could have completely he, cut that guy out of the movie. Yeah. Well, like, I'll be in the attic. And Carlos like, that's weird. We don't have an attic. Hmm. That guy's just a fucking <laughs> That ass. guy goes up to the attic and there's just Jacob, like, watching. He's like, hey, I'm already here. You're going to have to find another place to be creepy. <laughs> All right. That corner is our poop hole. <laughs> that's my cot over there. <laughs> Can you guys do a podcast without wondering where people shit? Just nope. <laughs> okay. Just curious. Jacob throwing a bag of shit out the window every morning. Um, oh my god, if Toby was a werewolf, that would be amazing. Toby's a vampire. Yeah, Toby, Toby's a vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like Keegan Allen might actually be a vampire. Um, although well, I did, I know. did meet him in the daylight. So, what was that like? Do you sparkle? He did not sparkle. No. Was he like, mm-hmm. it's your turn not to break me? <laughs> uh, no, but I did. Uh, I did mention you guys' podcast when I'm I, like, I met him a couple months ago. Uh, he came to town and he did not. He was not amused. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. Go on. Um, oh, go on. I think I, I think I at least uh, tweeted about this. Um, the rest of the podcast will be Keegan Allen related. <laughs> <laughs> We're just abandoning all of this twilight nonsense uh no yeah i was like i don't know if you've ever like seen all the all the listeners tweet at you but i'm definitely one of them and he was just like yeah i've seen it and like did not want to engage in that conversation at all (laughs) (laughs) he was also there to promote his book and you could tell that he wanted to talk about that and not Mm -hmm. about PLL, which I just want to be like, nobody wants to talk about your book, man. Like, dude, like, why do you think they're here? Yeah, we all want like it was. It was all a bunch of like I was. Pro- I was probably median age there. Like I'm in my late twenties, and so there was probably like a, a bunch of twenty two year olds, and then there was a bunch of like thirty five year old moms, which I <laughs> absolutely loved. Um, no. And none of them gave a shit about his book. But I just picture Keegan Allen in public appearances, just playing a piano while people ask him questions. <laughs> Uh, that w- I, w- I didn't have to pay to do this, but I would have paid for that one. Uh, <laughs> I would have paid for those tickets. He can play, I think. I'm pretty sure we've seen him play before. He like, can play yeah. guitar for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, know. Huh. I feel like it's a, a requirement to be a cast member on PLL to have mm-hmm. musical talent at this point. I, well, think, I think he's played it on Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah, he's played on Instagram. I, I was thinking of the scene of Dr. Palmer and Spencer was playing the piano mm-hmm. there. But like, there's 10 episodes left. There's still time to work like the Keegan Allen band into the show, a la the Tyler Blackburn band, which you could play them both at the same time. Hmm. So you're not, you're not on the, on the train where you think that um, Keegan Allen was just like visiting sets to throw off the fans and that he like Toby actually did die. Obviously did. 
Yeah. Mm. I mean, Benji put together this whole video. Like, he, he he's dead. Which, sealing the deal, like, he thinks he's coming back for the back 10, and they're just like, damn, Keegan, this video's pretty good. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I will murder those motherfuckers. <laughs> they will find them in multiple states. What if they did a crazy twist? Like, it's, it's basically the sixth sense, right? Where, like, he's there talking to Spencer the whole time and like he suspiciously never interacts with anyone else. And you find out at the very end that he's been dead the whole time. Toby's the first evil. Sure. Just got to bring him back, back around to Buffy. Although I was literally thinking like, is this like where we're watching Giles for several episodes, mm-hmm. wanting him to touch someone uh, just so Which we know that am- he's real. Just imagine that just uh, you're tweeting like, I want to see Keegan touch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, yeah anyway back to twilight (laughs) they're recruiting the shitty x-men um then we find out that the this poor japanese dude doesn't make it because jane's brother has like the lamest powers ever he like shoots out like paralyzing fog out of his hands it's like fire blindness or whatever (laughs) he removes all of your senses is that's that's his technical like power. Like he removes your ability to like see or hear or anything. Like he he removes your senses. I it, and yet I felt like the monster from Lost was like better effects work mm-hmm. than this dude. <laughs> well, there's something about this dude like when he gets a little premature and he shoots it out and then he has to pull it back in and they're like, no, 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 not right now. <laughs> you just you just can't help make that sexual. Mm-hmm. Hey. Sometimes you just got to, like, pull the back in, like, sting. Um, yeah. What even then happens get... in the rest of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, it's the, like, where they're all still sitting around talking, and then they realize that, like, Bella could be, like, her shield power could actually be, like, a good <laughs> offensive weapon for them. Well, uh, so while Alistair is watching from a tree. Yeah, Alistair's up in a tree just, like, like being like all like weird and pouty for some reason. I keep thinking like, is this going somewhere? No, no. Didn't you learn? This is your fifth movie to watch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would that go anywhere? It's like basic screenwriting. Like, why is this character in the movie? <laughs> they don't do anything. Uh, yeah. I wanted that the Kate like shocking Garrett and him being like, you know, I, I wanted that to get a little more sexual. It, mm-hmm. it didn't quite get there, but yeah, I, I have a lot to say about Lee pace, but I'll, I'll wait till we get to our, our power rankings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, yeah. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just remembering that shitty Hobbit movie where he likes riding around on a fucking moose for half the movie. That's the lead pace I wanted in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he's trying. He's definitely like he's definitely trying to do something with his character. Like when they reboot like like Lestat or something like that, why don't they cast Lee Pace? He's like, I really want to own being mad at the British people for something that was like 250 years ago. <laughs> As I you- think I think this franchise killed vampires for a little while. I, I think so, yeah. I think I think vampires are over for a while. That and True Blood so eventually got really bad, yeah. Yeah. But at least uh I think my favorite 
line from one of the earlier episodes that you guys did was uh, Marco saying that he was only pro like fuck positive supernatural creatures, and mm-hmm. at least at least True Blood was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in this franchise, we had to wait to the fifth movie, and they seemingly have sex once. We never got to see Bella turn Edward's head around, like facing the other way while she fucks him. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Uh, I think they fucked twice because there's the the bubble bath thing where he's like, she, yeah, she's doing the the like investigating into the book and she burns it, and, <laughs> and he's then they go investigating back to the her bath. her shirt. Yeah, yeah, uh, bubble venom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. No, and they they make sure that we know, like, without actually having to do any work, that uh, Renezme is gifted because the uh, bedtime story that Bella's reading is a tennis simple, <laughs> which is not like what you read four month olds or six year olds. I see. I just yeah. thought that was Bella being pretentious. Uh, yeah, but see, like any actual child though would be like, "What the fuck even is this? I want llama llama red pajama. Like, get out of here." <laughs> but her child's CGI has baby hands. <laughs> so why is Bunk from The Wire in this movie? Like, just so he can do it. <laughs> well, question: If you've got Wendell Pierce in this movie, why couldn't they make room for McNulty? <laughs> like, can you imagine McNulty as one of the Volturi? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like, just from a story economy thing, you could have just had, like, the passports be hidden in the book that she finds. And, like, hey, there you go. You cut out, like, five minutes, save some money on a cast member. I mean, not that the bunk doesn't need work, but. Well, no, holy shit. Like, the the book version of this, like, Bella, it's not that straightforward. Like, she has to, like, hunt down this person's address. She has to, like, then go to his office multiple times to try and decipher, like, who he is and what kind of work he does. And it's it's seriously hundreds of, like, pages of plot. Seriously? <laughs> wow. I'm not – it, it drags – it's a multiple, like, chapter thing that's, like, spanned over several months of this story where she's figuring out, like – and then she's the one that determines that she's only going to get uh, – Bella is – that she's only going to get passports for – um Renesmee and Jacob because she's like yeah if like clearly this is the path that Alice sent me down because it's the path of last resort like and that means that Edward and I are not going to make it um so it's a whole thing like this is the watered down like shortened version of this yeah they could have just cut it entirely it all equates to Jasper Bourne has a spycraft guy who gets passports for Jacob and his child bride like it's like what what the fuck is this even doing this i'm sure wendell pierce is like you're gonna pay me how much to do what shit i okay. mean they they could have just like you would buy that like these vampires can get you some fake passports you know like obviously they've done this before like they could have just cut to her having some fake fake passports and i don't think anyone would have been like wait a minute yeah i mean they, since they move from town to town to town they've got like 500 graduation caps yeah Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think any, I don't think the target audience of this film would have like dug too deep into anything. I totally miss this when she's packing up Renesmee's backpack. Can't even say that awful name. Uh, she puts a shitload of cash in there. I think I must have been like looking down, making notes during that, but good, good job. Yeah, there's some, there's some like 
thing about how like there's just piles of money <laughs> everywhere all over the like hidden all over the house like at all times and she's like I emptied a small fortune from just one room into her backpack. That should be enough for now. And that money is just like, dripping with venom. Just dripping. With well, you know, Jacob's um, going to blow that on like a motorcycle and some milk bones. <laughs> uh, and he'll crash the uh, motorcycle. But like, what if she found the, the actual book that the page a merchant from Venice was from and she flips open and the inscription was just like, my dearest Bella, you're pretty fucked. You and Edward, you're just seriously fucked. You're both going to die. Sorry. Sorry. You're <laughs> fucked. Also, if the whole point was that, like, we couldn't tell, like, no one else could know because, you know, Bella's the mind the only reading, one that was yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then why couldn't Alice have been like, P.S., like, this is what I'm doing? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it made no sense that she couldn't have filled Bella in on that. Don't tell but, Edward, but this is what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, then, then, like where it starts to, if you can believe it, slowly leap away from reality. Charlie's <laughs> so excited that his like eleven-year-old slash four-month-year-old, you know, granddaughter shows up with her gross boyfriend Jacob. <laughs> which, which is, it's a, always a bad way when you're a young, relatively young guy. You have a sudden grandchild, and you've seen the grandchild's boyfriend's dick. <laughs> It's just too many things happening, you know, in your life. And it's furry, yeah. Yeah, it's a furry, furry dick. Well, we get this, like, war camaraderie, like, camp out here where they're, like, gather around to tell their war stories. And the Irish guy's just like, I fought in this war. And Lee Pace is like, and you lost, asshole. Well, <laughs> Mr. Robot starts a fire for all these people who literally don't need a fire because they're <laughs> vampires and a werewolf. And then Jacob actually says, that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. Only the fucking Russians have to start like blathering on and on about their like revenge scheme. Everyone else is just like, ew. I thought one of them would talk and the other would play an accordion the whole time. But <laughs> Edward thanks Carlisle for making him a vampire. Like he said, not, never mind the fact that he's signing Peter Fatchinai's death warrant. He says, I never thanked you. It's been a hundred years, you fucking bastard. <laughs> what an angry. No. And he still doesn't thank him. He just said, I've never thanked you for this wonderful life. And, and then I that's still all he says. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't then thank him with any kind of specificity or anything. My he streak just is intact. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Well, and uh, that can't have read as like totally sincere to Carlisle anyways, because Edward spends four movies saying like, I don't want to make Bella a vampire because it's so fucking awful. Like, yeah. and here's why. So Carlisle's um, just like, I'm right here. <laughs> I saved you, you asshole. But he says in a much more like clipped measured tone, like mm-hmm. he's like, Edward, my son, your babe is a stone cold Fox and you should lock that down forever. Like I did with your mom. Anyway, peace. Um, and we get the big, oh, we big fight we didn't scene. Talk about, uh, before we get in the big fight scene, we didn't talk about Jacob making like the creepiest like commitment friendship bracelet, whatever, for yeah. Renee. Oh, yeah. The, and Bella, mm-hmm. Bella being like, okay, like, isn't this pretty? Like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me your friendship bracelet. They should have gotten him like a dog collar. 
<laughs> like if Jacob spent the rest of this movie with a choker on, that that's not worse, right? Do we think that maybe the it was ma- braided out of his like wolf fur? Probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, do you think? Do you think Jacob got chipped? Like, do you think he <laughs> <into that? laughs> He's got the little like milkbone dog tag that says like, "If you find me, take me here." I think that if they were, if if Edward was in charge of that at all, it's like, "If you find me, put me down. I have rabies or something." <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean, their whole relationship is gross right now. But like, again, the future. Like, at some point, he'll get sick because he's a little more frail than her being immortal slash half-immortal, which is an oxymoron. That makes no sense. But, like, can you just picture Taylor Lautner of, like, the big cone around his neck so he doesn't, like, <laughs> lick his stitches or whatever? The lampshade, yeah. Well, you know, there's a solution here that we that hasn't come up yet. Why didn't they just make him a vampire, too? Can they? In the book, oh. is there a thing? Uh, no, and I wondered that, too, where I was like, is there something like some wolf protection or whatever or like, cause he's not human. Like, can he be turned? Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, Stephanie Meyer's like mythology never gets into that, but, uh, I want, I, I want to say no. Like, um, although underworld tackles that the, the <laughs> lichens and the, <laughs> the werewolves and all of that, like they, they tackle it. So maybe whatever happened in that, that I can't remember. Uh, maybe that could, that could be our next uh, franchise to cover. How do you feel about that, Marco? You mean the movie where Scott Speedman and Bill Nye have a cat fight? <laughs> yeah, no, we're yeah. not doing this. I can't believe there's still another one coming out. I, I made some suggestions to Marco earlier and if you use any of them, I want credit just okay. FYI. Uh, the one that I love the most is Raquel suggested uh, Die Hard, especially the first one, right around Christmas. Best I could see that as being know. a one-off. Like, I don't think we really need to cover, like, Die Hard 5. But, yeah, I could see that. Well, it, he's got a point in that we do try to keep this a mostly Jai Courtney-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> Although we haven't gotten to the Divergent series yet. God, I cannot wait until you guys cover Divergent. Like, I'm, I'm probably gonna block off an afternoon to listen to that. It's, I'm so excited. That should be a failed franchise. Sorted into the janitor class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, battle scene. Battle scene. Was nobody just like, hey, what if we planted landmines? Like, that would really take care of a lot of trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Well, did you watch Hunger Games recently? Like, what? I don't know. I guess I have a. I'm in. I'm in that sort of mental space right now. I'm just thinking, like, what could you explode these weird, like, stone vampire creatures with? You know. I like how you're just like, hmm. It's a battle sequence. How can I Ramsey Snow this shit up? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like um, you know, it is 2016. Like, you don't have to fight people hand to hand anymore if you're going to war. Yeah. I <laughs> The bank just forecloses on Carlisle's house. Like, Michael Sheets, like, I own your land. (laughs) He fights them with economics. (laughs) I'm closing your hospital. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I laughed when we're. Oh, sorry. They never really get into that, whether or not, like, the, like, you know, in, in Harry Potter, they have, like, this entirely different, like, exchange rate of, like, in this whole different economy mm-hmm. that's built off of this different currency. Like, do the Volturi have their own currency? Or, I mean, like, I, they never get into, like, the the world of that. And 
it'd be interesting to see like if they're just because I mean if you're looking at like the Italian economy around the time mm-hmm. this movie was shot then they're not doing too well <laughs> I mean the way I figure is that, that they're this old they most own a shitload of land and I mean that's just you know like if, if you own like prime real estate in like Rome or something or New York or, or London like you're set pretty much yeah well like the people pay these assholes taxes or something is there a like a tribute rate? Yeah. Or do they just have they like just pay a somehow, tribute in like young blonde secretaries or weird interns who eventually will die? Mm-hmm. Or like, do they have somehow like more incriminating photos of like Berlusconi? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? But yeah, I, was saying, I, I, I actually did laugh when Werewolf Jacob like snarl shames Emma into strolling up to the Volturi with them. Yeah, like, why? Like, though? I was just like, I'll hang back. And, and Jacob's like, Arr. when I saw that, I was like, oh, they're going to kill Emmett. Like, that's the only reason they'd ever, like, why else does he need to come along here? Is because they need to kill someone. But then, no. Well, in the in the books, what Bella says is she's like, like, Edward looks at her and he's like, hey, bring Renezme up here and bring a, free, a few friends. And so Bella makes the determination. She's like, Emmett, Jacob, like, basically like sizing up her artillery and being mm. like, yeah, this is where I'm going with. Um, and then she even has a line where she's like, I only asked Jacob to come along because I know he won't stay behind, which is basically like, he's not actually the best fighter, but that, that asshole won't stay where he's, yeah. you know, told. Um, but Emmett is definitely not like, he's not hanging back in the books. Emmett is not my first draft pick. Like if I needed protection from these guys, I feel like I'm going in another direction first. Well, I mean, Case 2 already proved his lack of worth, mm-hmm. like, in the arm wrestling thing. Also, I mean, don't you got to go with Jasper? He was, like, punching people's faces off. There's no forerunners for Emmett to ride into, you know, chariots with. Mm-hmm. Well, Jasper's um, not there, so. Oh, that's right. Shit. Also, <laughs> also, I like how you basically were just like, I only brought Jacob because he's so fucking sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to hear about it later. His man pain. I can't handle it. He'll just howl and like for hours. It's not okay. Just gonna howl a dashboard confessional album at us all night. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, and then so Alice and Jasper show up. The one dude slaps Jasper. I oh, I know. He bitch slaps him. him. Like, it's <laughs> on. I I really enjoyed that. I I wanted that to go on longer. Just of like um like the have you guys seen crazy stupid love where ryan gosling is like forever yes. slapping steve carell like mm-hmm. yeah yeah i could have i could have gone with that where like the vampires just kept slapping each other in the face ryan gosling is like billy burke my schwongs has been in your face for 20 minutes now it's been both flaccid and furry you better have a problem with this <laughs> can we talk about michael sheen's dress as sergeant pepper this whole time like what is going on here uh, I don't, I, their entire, like, aesthetic that yeah. they go, like, all of that, I can't, I don't have any insight into that. I don't know, like, like the, the hooded figures seem like a direction that I wouldn't have wanted to go in for this movie. Like, if it's supposed to be all these, like, modern vampires and everything, I, I would have gone differently. I mean, you I got... You got red, black, and gold. I feel like those are solid color choices for like weird, like vampire mafia. But yeah, the the I mean, weird does, outfits they have. How does her third grade English describe this? Then this like 
army slash cult of just these real prissy dudes all stroll out in the snow and seriously it just makes like edward and jacob and all the rest look cool in comparison i mean honestly the when they cast the volturi i thoroughly expected like way 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 older actors just because they they're always describing them as like ancient beings and so like michael sheen showing up and definitely (laughs) the guy that was in fucking harry potter is uh grindelwald like uh he like i was just like that's not at all what based on the way that stephanie meyer wrote it was it wasn't what i pictured you just kind of picture that they're like very i don't know like like very pope-esque like very very (laughs) old (laughs) just all the cardinals being marched out or something you know yeah i guess they're going with like a vatican thing Mm mm-hmm and then, like, Arrow has to, like, they, they figure out that this this is not an immortal child. It's like, oh, everything's fine. But then he has to, like, give, like, this dumb speech to, like, get, come up with a new reason to fight. And his logic is so dumb. He's just like, we don't know. Maybe in the future something bad will happen. And then yeah, everyone's just that. like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, no, these assholes are all on your payroll. You don't <laughs> need to convince them. <clears throat> well, just, just be like actually- murder. He, uh, they, they actually gather like witnesses from like, so like all, all of the guard is there and, uh, and so like they're all in the payroll, but there's apparently, there's supposedly like hundreds of other vampires there that you don't fucking see. Yeah. Like um, witnesses that are witnesses that they've like, that's theoretically why it took them so long. Cause they gathered witnesses to, from various parts of the world to like, cause they assumed that this was going to be a bloodbath shit show situation and also, they wanted to spread the world the word like like make sure you put on your official black robe witness attire like a like prissy druid in the snow <laughs> like the facebook invite was like be here at this time absolutely <laughs> nobody bring a camera phone like, black nobody. Event, yeah. yeah i feel like maggie grace kind of gets a raw deal here like yeah. she she said to, you know, to the best of her abilities what she thought she saw or you know they read her mind and they're like oh you were wrong so we're just gonna kill you now kind of messed up well they did that to start the battle so. yeah I guess it's just like an inciting incident I just I feel like he's just like Ramsey snowing them you know like do you miss Game of Thrones Marco is sounds, that what this sounds is? like it <laughs> sounds it sounds like it yeah a little bit Um, yeah, but no, the, in the books, you can see that like Edward is reading Arrow's mind and he's like, fuck, he's just going to come up with any kind of dumb fucking logic to make this into a thing. Like he's not going to back down. It doesn't matter what we show him, which is a line that, you know, Alice has. He tries to instigate them by killing Maggie Grace, poor Maggie Grace. I did like the like high kick that Alice does, like send this asshole flying. Oh, yeah. Upside cool down move. high kick. She's like uh, like sexy Nightcrawler, but with like visions of the future in this movie. You don't get to see Alice fight enough. Like, no. Even in the, the Eclipse battle, she didn't get nearly enough. She was just always being like thrown around by Jasper. Yeah. They have weird <laughs> foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so, I mean, let's not shit around anymore. Like, the perplexed look on Carlisle's severed head. <laughs> I, oh, I had gosh. real feels. So I was like, no, Carlisle. Because I didn't know this was That's all not big. how you become head of the coven. Yeah. No. Um, well, no, and then Esme, like, her horrified, like, everyone else is horrified and, like, shocked. And even the, like, Mr. Robot looks shocked that this is going on. But, like, Esme just, that is some... That is some serious, like, screaming pain on her face. Carlisle looks like he's actually rolling his eyes. Like he's caught rolling his (laughs) eyes. They, they, like, pan down. Like, you never get a full shot of... Because I I tried to get a screenshot of uh, of Arrow holding his, his head. But you never see, like, the crazy maniacal facial expression that he has with... The head in the same oh, shot. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the camera never like captures all of it, which is unfortunate. Which, if I was Michael Sheen and like fans wrote to me for an autograph, that would be the photo that I would autograph and mail back to them. <laughs> Just me carrying Peter Facinelli's head around as he rolls his eyes, and maybe some quote from Shakespeare. I mean, it was a decent fight, right? I don't, I don't know. As far as action scenes go, it wasn't amazing or anything, but Jasper it went was, down. It was definitely the best Twilight fight, mm-hmm. like which you know, We're I don't know what saying that. <laughs> but the the fight scene in Eclipse, like, definitely. I don't know. It, this one was better. I liked the the lack of wolves in this. I mean, the wolves were still in it, but they were just basically mm-hmm. like falling down and dying a lot. So yeah, they killed. Um, I guess it was would have been Zeth who they killed, and Zeth and Leah. I think that's who that was supposed to be. Yeah, they they killed them, and then uh, like that's when when Esme is like gripping onto the side of like this like crevice in the world that has opened up somehow um then then that's who it is definitely yeah seriously what is she holding on to it's i i don't fucking know (laughs) it's snow (laughs) like opens up all the way down to like the crust you can see like lava down yeah yeah mr robot punched a hole to hell or Mm. whatever there (laughs) jasper gets his head karate chopped off yeah uh alice gets over that quickly yeah she like has one moment of a reaction and then she just starts like kicking ass again. She's like, I look good in black veils. <laughs> and then the one fucking guy who's just like, finally. And like the Russians like rip his arms off or whatever. That would oh, be Marcus. Yes, Marcus. I love that part. <laughs> He's just like, I'm ready for this. I love that. Yeah. He's so he's done with these asshole brothers mm-hmm. in quotes of his. He's like, Ugh, they just drag me around from like continent to continent with all this like stupid bullshit. He, yeah, he definitely seems people. like he's trying to like put the brakes on all their dumb bullshit constantly. Does he have an ability or whatever a power? Uh, neither Marcus nor Caius do. Aro's the only one that has like a special power. So not all so vampires Marcus- get superpowers. No, I mean most of the Cullens don't have. I mean Emmett, Rosalie, huh, Carlisle, okay. and Esme don't have them. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, I also figured Carlisle had some extra special like healing power or something. I mean, huh. he probably has like extra special like charisma. 
self-control because he like obviously is around human blood all the time being a doctor but um <laughs> like Bella's, Bella thought her superpower was self-control <laughs> yeah that goes on way longer in the books too like way longer oh thinking um, that her power is self-control well and yeah and then doubting when they're like she's a shield she's like but I can't have two no one has two so which one is it like she it's a it's a whole thing where she does not uh, understand that. But. It's like turns out I which just is, don't have much of a sex drive. <laughs> which is why Jacob can't be a vampire because the fucker has no self control. Mm-hmm. So Marcus just has like his like impotent inducing like fatalism or whatever. Yeah, he has seemingly. that smug fucking smile. And I can't begin to guess what Caius's would be. I hated that guy. Yeah, young Grindelwald there. Yeah, yeah, Punch, very punchable face. Wasn't he? Ugh, I don't know how I know this. Wasn't he in the fucking like uh, uh, Mortal Instruments movie that didn't happen or didn't didn't produce sequels? I don't with, like Lily I Collins. Don't I don't like he know. was like I saw the, that movie, but I don't remember. Was he the, like, the he was Jace like, guy? Yeah, he was like her half brother that she fell in love with or something. Or, or Maybe. is it like an incest thing? Mm. We're doing an incest uh, like ship episode at some point, so I'll have to look into that. Go on. <laughs> That's a bad we movie, just, by the way. We just really wanted to talk about uh, like Jen and Toby, and uh, um, we wanted to somehow be able to watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So I like how uh, you're doing a Jenna and Toby episode. <laughs> no, I will not dedicate. I, I will not do that to anyone. Uh, it's not really enough material there. Yeah. No, not at all. But it's like, there's enough, uh, like step sibling and real sibling, uh, incest in all of the shows that we like to watch that I feel like we can make a whole, whole episode out of that. Oh yeah. A special incest episode. Yeah. The incest after school special. <laughs> there's a reason that we have the explicit tag on. But yeah. I was, I was very unhappy that the, big fight scene was all just literally there for like something exciting to happen at the end of the movie. It it didn't happen for real. It was all a vision. I did like that. They ended it with the, like from the perspective of arrow, like being lit on fire Mm -hmm. by Bella, like his severed head being lit on fire. I was like, well, that was at least interesting perspective for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next two minutes is, Arrow just convincing young Grindelwald that he's like, no, no, really, we don't want to fucking do this. Like, stop <laughs> getting upset. I saw the vision. It was fucked up. Trust me. You what die. Like, what the fuck are we doing here then? Why did we come all this way? What the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah, he's in for an earful on the flight back. They needed to do the Lebowski exit where they just like turn back and they're like, thanks a lot, assholes, and they just walk off. <laughs> Instead of the creepy, like, him zooming in on Alice and Bella and talking about what prizes they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That to me, it felt like cracking the door open for a sequel or something, which the whole, the whole ending does. And then I wanted them to cut to Jacob. Who's like, that guy's full of it. Everyone knows the only prize here is you and Esme. Wink. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think that you could, uh, I don't think that you could pay most of these actors enough money to, uh, especially like case two and, yeah. and Robert Pattinson to return to this franchise. Oh yeah. I think they are done. 
like absolutely done. Like I think like you can get the Harry Potter guys back maybe in another 10 years, but like, no, th- these guys are done. Yeah. Yeah. Like more done than Jennifer Lawrence was at the end of the last X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Do you think he could get back uh, Taylor Lautner though? I feel like maybe he could. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> not doing anything. Uh-uh. <laughs> Jacob and his child bride. There's a movie waiting to happen. But I mean, like, what amount of money do you think gets Case Stu and Robert Pattinson in a room together? I don't know. Every time I see that they're like back together in the tabloids, which is, you know, not true. Um, I I want there to be like it to be because they're doing some shitty movie together because because mm-hmm. um, like that's better than them actually getting back together. I'll bet they can stand to be in a room together because they got back together for a while and then eventually broke up again. So, But wasn't that like kind of coinciding with the publicity for this movie? It lasted longer than that, though. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Twilight 6, directed by Rupert Sanders. I don't know. Maybe it could happen. (laughs) (laughs) The Russians are all mad at the end of this. They're like, we wanted to kill that guy. Yeah. And they're like, well, sorry, assholes. And and then everyone lived happily ever after, except for Maggie Grace, who still got her head ripped off. Well, it's like, yeah, those those Russian guys who kind of have a point, like, what was the point of all this? And then I felt like they were going to play, like, the Too Many Cooks theme song as they all went back to more hijinks at the Colin <laughs> Orgy House. Oh, we haven't even talked about the fucking half-human, half-vampire bro. Who gets a lot of visual fanfare as he struts almost in slow mo to this like snowy field, um, and then turning his aunt into a vampire? To me, that seemed weirdly sexual. Oh, they're fucking one hundred percent. Like this is yeah. my killer babe aunt. You know, I made her immortal. Yeah, like she cared for me, and then you know I care for her. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Arrow is like naturally. <laughs> Once you become vampires, it's okay. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for Marcus at the end here. Or like, he, he was almost he was gonna get his wish. He was finally done with this bullshit, and then it's like, nope, it was just a vision. So he's got to like oh, still hang around with these assholes. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, and seemingly like vampires can't commit suicide because in New Moon, like Edward can't just yeah. kill himself. He has to like go to the Volturi and beg to be killed. So like Marcus doesn't even have that out for himself. Well, like, he can't get off his fucking throne long enough to just go take ugh, his shirt off ugh, and, like, go step out into the street or whatever. Like, you're telling me that, like, Edward is some kind of, like, trailblazer <laughs> how to end your life as a vampire? I refuse to believe that. Couldn't just, like, jump into a rock crusher or something? Yeah. Well, you can't just, like, dismember a vampire in this. Like, like so if Carlisle had just been beheaded, like... Mm-hmm. Theoretically, they could have just put his head back on somehow. Um, what, like crazy glue? <laughs> <laughs> but also, but, you have to be like burned too. Yeah, you have to you have to rip the bo- the body parts off and burn them to, oh in order God. to like actually be dead. I feel like there's Imagine. some sort of Rube Goldberg machine that could get that done for you. you know? Yeah, yeah, like, but I mean, like the the fortunate future sequel, where it's like it's Jacob and Renesme. And they're carrying around the head of Carlisle, like Michael Fassbender <laughs> at the end of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Peter Facinelli's daughters are like 
were definitely like twilight age, like, like preteens and, and starting to be teenagers. I wonder if that was disconcerting for them to see their dad's severed head or if they're like, you nah. his, his daughters with Hollywood royalty, Jenny Garth. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and then they got divorced, didn't they? They did. Yeah. She's, she's remarried now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. She's fine. To who? To who? Uh, I don't, I don't remember his name. Long story short. Don't even worry about Jenny Garth. Jenny, Jenny Garth is fine. fine. That's what I'm. That is the message here that I'm trying to get across. But also, um, don't worry about Mike Dexter. Mike Dexter is fine. <laughs> they took Can't Hardly Wait off of Netflix. I was really sad about that. Oh, that is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I googled Peter Facinelli's daughter, and I honestly don't know if this is pictures of him and his daughter or like a girlfriend. Oh, the girl that he was fucking immediately after. (laughs) Uh, Only in the Twilight world. Only in the sitcom where Renesme has two dads. I feel like the final three. The final insult to injury in this movie is that the closing credit song is fucking Green Day. It's like some weird (laughs) Billy Joel Armstrong like power ballad. Huh. Well, but we have the the uh thousand the years. nightmare state no we well but yeah that shit but also the flash forward on the beach <laughs> and then the the worst part about that though is that like edward reads alice's mind when she's having that vision and he smiles and he's like yep that's <laughs> my life now and mm-hmm. it's like like in any reality he would have done that and then immediately punched jacob in the face with no oh, explanation like- I feel like Melissa Rosenberg checked into a hotel, wrote the script, wrote a vision fake-out ending, then a vision flash-forward super happy ending, and then a vision montage where the whole series, like including stalking and abuse and manipulation, is coupled down to intense stares. And then like went out on the balcony, smoked a cigarette, and stared at the moon, and was like, this is not what I meant when I wanted to be a screenwriter. <laughs> I, I like in the credits, or like in the long credits, where it's like the whole series credits, they include a lot of people who are like barely in this last movie. Like fucking Alistair gets in the credits. Um, the Randall, I don't know if you remember Randall from this movie. He's just like a random background vampire. He gets in the credits. The the housekeeper lady from the island is in the credits. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean. I don't think the the biker, like the 40-year-old biker dude from New Moon, I don't think he made it in, though. Or uh, uh, the drunk Santa Claus from the first movie. Well, and... (laughs) Yeah. Anna Kendrick has to share billing with all of those other assholes, except for Christian Sorrento, so I'll give her uh, all the credit. But, like, Alistair gets his own, like, credit like <laughs> alistair gets, gets a single one <laughs> he gets a single one but like anna kendrick is up there with four other people <laughs> i don't i don't i don't approve at all well i mean also i don't want to i don't want to gloss over this i love case two like i've joked before i would totally do like just a case two podcast but like when she said nobody's ever loved you as much as i love you i straight up said fuck you to this movie no she said no one's ever loved anyone mm-hmm. as oh, much sorry, as yes. i love you which In is an even world. bigger fuck you <laughs> yeah even quilaterra gets his own like single credit shot yeah at least quilaterra yeah true 
<laughs> Wendell Pierce is Jay Jenks, who was in one scene. He gets his own. But Anna Kendrick and the like, the, her fr- friends from high school who are in like four movies, they just all get grouped together in one shot. I'd have liked it if at the end, like, uh, Anna Kendrick is actually like the first one. Like, it's like <laughs> Taylor Lautner, Robert Pattinson, Kristen Stewart, and Anna Kendrick at the very end. Yeah. I'd have bought that one. All right. Well, uh, if you could make one change to this movie, what would it be? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I mine. I feel like there's a lot of obvious ones of like the entire, all of the things that we just said that mm-hmm. were terrible. But I would have preferred that Alice not be gone for most of the movie. Uh, Alice is always a lot of fun, and I, her absence was felt. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So that's mine. Well, I mean, to me, it's like a reverse engineering problem. The ending is stupid. It's partially stupid because you have so many fucking dumb characters and no purpose for it. Reverse engineering that, though, you have, like, info dump scenes where it's like every character gets, like, one dumbass line. It's like it doesn't feel true to these bullshit characters that have been so weakly served for four movies so far. So I would have somehow combined this into one movie of Breaking Dawn Part 1, and then I would have lit it on fire and thrown it away. (laughs) I would have made the fight real. No vision. It actually happens. Yeah. With like, I, I think well, you could kill off some more people too. And Jacob loses an eye. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> he is not the Xander. No. Um, <laughs> how dare you? Uh, that's the thing that, you know, as devastating as like the, the battle of Hogwarts was at, mm-hmm. at, in the last Harry Potter, like, uh, you know, with Lupin and Tonks and, and Fred. Fred and everyone. Um, yeah, Fred. Um, that made it real. That made, there were actual consequences. Like not, you know, it wasn't just, I remember read like when I read the books, I was like, Oh, couldn't they have fucking killed Percy off? Like that would have been better. Um, but then that, like that wouldn't have been as heavy of a weight mm-hmm. uh, for the film to carry. And that's the thing that has always been missing from twilight is that there's no real consequences ever yeah um, for any so so making the battle real would have solved that but then it wouldn't have been twilight so well like the sad thing is that whole fucking beach walk vision it might as well be canon because it's all dumb garbage anyways right and i think you're supposed to leave being like yep that's what's ha- that is absolutely what happens I don't think you're supposed to question that at all of like, that's just one possible future. It got to like a week in the future where Bella and Edward and Jacob all gathered at the train station to send Jacob's wife off to like first grade. (laughs) That would have been good if Renee's mate got into Hogwarts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, uh, shall we do power rankings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go first. At number ten, I had Jacob. I would have put him much lower, of course, but I just wanted to include him so that I could dump on him. He's he's awful. <laughs> I've hated him through this entire series. I can't stand him. God, Jacob sucks. He's such a fucking creep. Like for the last how many movies, he was just like the dude who would like not take no for an answer, and then now he's like a weird pedophile. Like they just like added that extra layer on. That's almost wanna, word for word my number ten. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I 
I want to try this this logic out one last time. So he's your number ten, both of you. Mm -hmm. I don't I, buy I, it. I, uh, I I wrote down, I was like, but really he should be like 99th, but I yeah, wanted to yeah. talk about him. I mean, so, Alistair yeah. definitely should rank higher than this guy. And Alistair didn't do shit. Marcus Not should. Fine. The attic that Alistair is hiding in should rank <laughs> higher. Um, but yeah, with that same struggle, my number 10 is Renesme. My like 10D is Jacob. Um, <laughs> Wait, which Renesme though? Like just her entire character? Just just the whole fucking weird <laughs> immortal, half immortal CGI. CGI baby hands. Yeah. Oh. Just yeah. picture if like it's like Jacob talking and like out of from out of frame comes that little CGI hand like caressing his face to like tell him something. And he's just like, My wife needs her diaper changed. God. No, I'm I'm just gonna say what I have to say about Jacob though, because I won't feel good if I don't. Um He's the epitome of the guy who thinks he's owed something by being mm. nice to a girl, which is just the worst like male lead character ever. And then they somehow made it worse than that with like myth mythic werewolf force pedophilia. He's like, like, all right, I guess I'll settle for your daughter. <laughs> she's got your eyes, so mm -hmm. I'll make do. Also, she's asking for it. Yeah, I mean, with all of his, with all of that, plus his his bullshit about the territory and everything, you know, this asshole like wants to build a wall around the res and what have you. Um, also, Taylor Lautner is not a great actor, so it's like none of this is being even portrayed in a heartwarming way or a way that we can relate to in some way. You know, I just it's not don't like know this great actor like shining through this shitty role. I don't know what we would even do with this role as a good actor though. Like it's awful. But I mean, there could be, there could be a lot of moments in like Buffy where you're like, man, like Spike's character is a little creepy right now, but you're like, Holy fuck. James Marsh is a great actor. Um, James Marsters is delightful. Even when he's yes. character is terrible. I mean, but yeah. like the Bella, the Bella character is not great. Like, I mean, she's not really a character, but Casey's a good enough actress that I still watch all five of these fucking movies in theaters. So yeah. um, that's saying something. It definitely, like Taylor Lautner being on the bill definitely was not like a reason that I showed up. It was a reason that I wanted to pay matinee prices versus midnight release, you know? So. All right. So, so let's see. Is it my turn number, number nine? We're going we're gonna to dig a deep trench between our 10s and 9. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Number nine, Ed, Maggie Grace. Uh, she's snitching. She's the only one to even die in this movie. I mean, just not really getting it done, Shannon from Lost. And I'm a Maggie Gray stan, but uh, yeah, sorry, Maggie. Mm. My number nine was the creepy CGI baby version of Renesmee. <laughs> Very specifically, that one. I didn't. I I feel like they could have accomplished everything they needed to without doing any of that shitty CGI. What if it was entirely CGI, like like the clone troopers and uh, the prequels, where it was like, no, we're never having a real costume. It's just all CGI Renesmee, even though she's like 12. That, uh, that would make the, the movie even weirder. It somehow. would be consistent. 
I mean, the fact that they, like, I don't know why they couldn't have just gotten a different actress to play that child at, like, age three and age six and age 12 or whatever. Like, that's what they do. It's children don't have to look identically weird from the time that they're born to, like, when they're adults. I mean, maybe they just really wanted the baby to look a little bit otherworldly, you know? They accomplished that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Check. It, it looks like Rosemary's baby, for sure. Um, which is a shame, because I, I do like Mackenzie Foy and her, you know, comparatively small role in Interstellar. I think she's great in that um, a few years after this. The weirdest uh, thing that came out of the press for this movie, to me, was that they had, in some magazine, I don't remember, uh, and uh, I'll like tweet at you guys this, these pictures, but they did like a family photo shoot with Mackenzie Foy, Robert Pattinson, and Kristen Stewart. <laughs> like it's Sears? <laughs> <laughs> the ugly Christmas sweater family photo, yes. <laughs> and they're holding I mean, Carlisle's head to the side. <laughs> But I mean, that, that hit whatever, whatever magazine it was, I don't remember, but, uh, um, but like one of my friends like showed it to me and I was just like, what the fuck even is this? (laughs) Like, what is happening? Who in marketing was like, you know what we're going to do to promote this movie? We're going to have a weird photo shoot with these like vampire family members. Mm. Um, um, my number nine, cause I'll, I'll never be able to say it again. Catherine Hardwick watching this movie. I missed the first one. I just was so cruelly unfair to that movie in retrospect. You think this was a worse movie than the first one? I would say that something about the first one worked for me, which is shocking because that's a terrible abomination of a movie. Um, Better than this, I guess. I don't know. Like, I think we talked about in the first episode. I could see that as like the weird pilot for a show on the CW. I guess yeah. I would watch it. Um, I would rank the first Twilight movie number one in the Twilight movies. Yeah, I'll rank this one number two. Hmm. I the I think the only thing that I would say that this movie has over it is, um, which is has always been my complaint about like movie adaptations. Anyways, is because I always read the books. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the first one? I'm not sure how you could ever know what the fuck's going on without <laughs> having read the books. And I feel like this movie, well, if you partner it with part one, I think you, there's a little bit better of like an idea of what's going on without having read the book. Um, I guess with, with the first twilight, it was so steering into the awkwardness that I almost felt like if I didn't know about something, I just assumed it was part of the weirdness. You know, like I feel like it, they got away with it just because of how hard Catherine Hardwick played up just the goofiness of everything. Yeah, I can see that. What if the vision that Bella sent this asshole in the field was just an extended version of the like smell in the uh, science classroom for the first movie? <laughs> so sad that that didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we needed more Bella smelling everyone in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like she, she sends him that flashback and then like in present day, he's like, I guess I'll just have to endure it. (laughs) It's like, boom, love story. Callback. Yeah. Yeah, Number eight, I have Edward. Uh, As usual, he's pretty bland. I did like him laughing at Jacob getting called out for being a creep. 
Like he didn't seem to care a whole lot himself. I think he mostly just liked seeing Jacob get knocked down a few pegs. Yeah. I I wanted more of that from him, but you know. Edward seems disappointing to most women, so <laughs> I had a I had Charlie for number eight. I think he like attempted to get off the bench and like put his vitamin R down and like try to be more of a dad more so than in the other films anyways. Um, in the few scenes that we did see of him. (laughs) And then he comes over and he sees the baby and he's like, I tried. I'm going home. (laughs) I know I've had a few to drink, but I'm, I'm driving home. I'd rather (laughs) risk it. Fuck this. I'm the fucking sheriff. I'm driving whenever I want. (laughs) Pull myself over if I want to. Um, my number eight is uh, Edward, or as I like to call him, the hair. Um, <laughs> your your thing, but he just reminded me like of the of like they try to make it okay, but the fucking pretense is dropped because at the end of the movie, Jacob says to him, "Should I start calling you dad?" Oh, God, she's yeah. still like eleven years old. <laughs> and he's like, "No." <laughs> it's so gross. I want to see where. Oh, I said, go ahead. I want to see where Ian Harding says that to uh, to to Chad Lowe and Seven B. Should I start calling you Dad? <laughs> uh, uh, I always laugh though. I, it's it's a joke that like never gets enough play. Um, someone had tweeted Norma Buckley like, "What should the, uh, the Byron Montgomery spinoff be called?" And it was, uh, "Miss, can you stay after class?" <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my number eight is Edward. Are we on Brooke LV eight? Yeah, I did Charlie. Okay, sorry. My mind is – I've been talking for two hours. Um, number seven, I have Renesme. because, yeah. I don't know, she was in the movie. I felt like I needed to put her somewhere. She flies. She can fly like Superman. That was kind of cool. And she has CGI baby hands. For those two reasons, I put her at number seven. Not because she has any kind of character at all. No. no, although I don't know, like I'm not really like a like a kids person, so like I don't know, like no kids have personalities to me anyway, you know. There's that thing with kids that age too, where if they have any kind of character, they they're precocious as fuck, and that only is endearing for about 45 seconds, and then you're like, okay, kid, shut the fuck up, let the grown ups talk. I think you need other kids for their personalities to shine, kind of, you know. Yeah, I think Rue in Hunger Games was like one of the only examples of like when a, a little kid can have a good character and like not be really annoying. Not be a so little too cute, they, yeah. Yeah, not not too much. Like that kid yeah. in Iron Man three. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. The kid just needs to be hunted for society's amusement. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what Renesme was lacking here. Oh, she can fly. She'll be fine. Yeah. Um, my number seven was Rosalie. Uh, just I, I just identified with her around babies. Um, that's literally the only thing that I had there. Um, my number seven is Rummy Mullick. Um, for a moment Benjamin. there, it's yeah, boy, like it's like he shows up and it's like for a second you're like, holy shit, this movie might be amazing. I don't know why he just seems like this like bright, happy character. He's doing weird shit with the elements, and then like they just shove him into the back with the chorus of other meaningless characters. 
This is the future Freddie Mercury here. Come on. Yeah, sorry. I don't know about that casting, but yeah. Maybe his twin brother can play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number six. Number six. I had uh, Lee Pace. I can't remember <laughs> his character's name, but Lee Pace, I feel like he's he's been so close so many times to playing like the perfect Lee Pace character. Like in this, he wasn't quite there in the terrible Hobbit movies where he's riding around on a moose and being ridiculous. Like, I feel like he, he, he's so close to just being completely weird and bizarre and just like owning it. Um, but he just hasn't gotten that role yet. I, I keep hoping for it. Oh, remind me to talk to you afterwards, Benji, about who Lee Pace should play in the future. Mm-hmm. Even in like Guardians of the Galaxy, like I felt like they had him play it way too straight. Like I was waiting for him to like kind of like crack a little sense of humor in that. And he just never did. Yeah. Mm. I had Marcus for number six because <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah, just for that one thing, just because like he almost got to taste sweet release and get away from those assholes, but he didn't. So, and I. He- Oh, sorry. I, that just that scene. I I, I watched it at least twice. <laughs> he um I can't remember what it was. There was some shitty sci-fi show he was on, like on Sci-Fi Channel on Friday nights. Marcus? That I recognized the actor from. Yeah, yeah. He played like the villain who might have also been like an immortal character who might have also been like Jack the Ripper, who might have also been like the main character's love interest, whatever. I always am fascinated whenever I see these like go nowhere minor genre actors appear in things. Um, I think you mean like the Canadian actors in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vancouver <laughs> strong with the sci-fi apparently. Um, my number six is my favorite real life vampire, Lee Pace. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you. I feel like Lee Pace is an actor that I, I feel like I want to love. I mean, there was something that I found incredibly watchable about him, even in Wonderfalls, even though I didn't really like his character. Um but here, he just looks like he belongs in the bizarreness of his character more so than everyone else in this fucking universe. So He's just know. waiting for the right role. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was not letting catch fire. We are letting him down, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we on now, number five? Number five. I had Alice at number five. I usually like to put Alice higher, but uh, she's just not in very much this movie. But she did that super cool kick, and she seems like a charming person. So, yeah, she gets number five. I don't even have Alice on this list, which is upsetting. Hmm. Uh, my number five is, is Garrett Lee Pace. Um, <laughs> I super dug his like American Spike vibe that he had going. Uh, I, I would have... Like I said earlier, like if if there had been, you know, an entire 25 minute tangent about him and like Kate having like weird like shock sex, I would have been okay with that. Um, Maybe that can be the spinoff. (laughs) If maybe this is the character for Lee Pace, if if he can just dig into the, the weirdness even more and like, you know, with maybe a decent screenwriter happening. He's got like a little bit of Nick Cage going on, I think, but not too much. <laughs> I want to know. 
Oh God, the bees, the bees. See, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's a very fine line, I think, from mm-hmm. a little bit of Nick Cage to too much Nick Cage. Like, I think that you can cross that threshold real quickly. But just ask his girlfriend. A clip of Abed doing the Nick Cage laugh. Oh, oh, um, shit. I hate to go back to the angel. I was just thinking of when Gwen Radin, like, shocked angel and like for a second his heart started beating again but like picture it's like lee pace the vampire and sparky the vampire and like that's how they have sex all right like they're just like clear and then like sploosh yeah um my number six oh sorry my number five is uh carlisle's head (laughs) (laughs) by the way i just uh twittered that from uh, the headcanon account if you want to see it what's that sploosh Carlisle's head. Oh. Yeah. Did you just say Twittered? <laughs> I did. Twittered that. Twittered, tweeted, tweeted, whatever. Uh, yeah, I have Carlisle number four. Um, we, we, we're fans of Carlisle on the podcast, I think. He just seems like the only yeah. sensible one. <clears throat> I have Edward at number four. Um, uh, he's in so much of the fucking movie. Like, Team it Edward. Feels, uh I definitely like in the world where you have to be team Edward or team Jacob. Um, I just want to know who's team Jacob. Like how, like how could anybody be like, yes, that guy I'm rooting for. We him. did. We did a, we did an episode about eclipse and we like, we tried to like approach it from like the, like Crystal was going to do team Jacob mm-hmm. and I was going to do team Edward just like for the sake of, the, we couldn't even get there though. Like yeah. we were both just like, fuck both of them. <laughs> um, but we definitely like, that was probably the most Twitter activity or our podcast to kind of seen up until that point because, and there were like definite like Jacob and Bella hmm. shippers that like tweeted at us and they were like, you guys are so mean to like every man on this show um, <laughs> or on, in this movie. And we were like, yeah, we are. Yes. <laughs> they you know both what? suck. Time to reopen that wound. You need to start tweeting at loosening sink ships. Are you hashtag team furry dick? Hashtag <laughs> team marble dick. You know, Get I th- on it. I I prefer marble cock. I think that that like yeah. really captures the essence of it a little more. Um, okay. Personally, I feel like the among of it. among book readers of these type of books, I suspect that there's like a Venn diagram of like Ron stands and Jacob stands that probably is like pretty closely aligned. Like that's just the vibe I get. They're probably also Team Gale. From Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like the nice underdog. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's always that. It's always, well, they're so nice and they're such a good friend, which even that is like that you're full of shit on that one. Like <laughs> Jacob is a complete, horrible, like dick. terrible friend. Such a fucking dick. But uh, anyway, Edward is my number four. I, I wanted him to see... I wanted to see him take way more of an issue with Jacob Renesme, and he does in the books, not nearly like he doesn't fucking kill him, which is what he should have done. Um, so it's still not enough, but, uh, but I would have liked to have seen him like, even if it was just doing the like Steve Carell slap at the end of uh, crazy, stupid love to Ryan Gosling when he's like, should I call you dad? And he like bitch slaps him. I'd have even settled for that, but I've at least demanded that Jacob wear a dog collar with like a bell on it. So I always know where he is whenever he's around. Yeah. I just feel like Jacob, Jacob's thoughts would have gotten him killed by Edward. Yeah. Like well before that little scene on the beach, like he would, as soon as Renesmee like 
developed even a little like he would have thought something and edward would have just been like all right that's fucking it and ripped (laughs) his head off so yeah seriously i had to look this up because i totally forgot it david lindhagen sorry um how could you forget I don't know how I could forget that. I was like just coming up blank. Like, you know, it's super late for you. But yeah, also my brain stops working after the two hour and 30 minute mark on a podcast. Um, not that it's worked so far. But uh, uh, yeah, can you just imagine like a Renesmee and Jacob date? And he's like, let's go see like Face Punch 5. And she's like, what? <laughs> um, what do we got? Number four. My number four is. Charlie Swan, good old Charlie Swan. I have. I don't think I need to back that up. Yeah, oh, I've, I've got yeah. Charlie at three, um, for the same reasons you do. You know, he's he's taking her easy for all the sinners out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just <laughs> there's a whole like take it easy, man. <laughs> there's a there's a recurring theme with uh, Crystal and I on our podcast where we always just lust after the hot dads on the shows. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm just pro Billy Burke, even if all he does is just sit there and be Billy Burke. Um, and yet I'm, you're not I'm on board. Esme has two dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, each of you. <laughs> he's no like uh, Peter Hastings though. No, no one is Peter Hastings yeah. except Peter Hastings. I just want Peter Hastings to be like, good night, Jacob. Thanks for all the hard work, you <laughs> fucking bastard. Uh, my number three is, is is Carlisle, just again with the hot dad, and I'm I'm just always pro Carlisle, um, and I would have liked it if he had like died protecting like the vampire family that he built. I think that would have been a good ending for him, but kind of the whole hero's journey thing but yeah yeah i don't but think uh, we don't... that's something stephanie meyer's interested in. yeah. <laughs> no. no consequences yeah nope that would have been like arthur Weasley getting killed off she almost killed him off in the fifth book mm-hmm. actually uh and then uh was it serious she killed instead was that what it was Actually, no. It was uh, it was Fred. Like Fred died in the seventh. Oh, of the because, of the Weasleys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like she was gonna. She knew she had to kill a Weasley, and it was gonna be Arthur. And then she didn't. And then she like in the seventh book, she was like, "Fuck! Now I have to kill someone." And one of the twins was the like mm. worst one possible. Should kill like Bill. Like who was, was never, Bill? Even? I like that Molly <laughs> was never even like under threat no. because of the get away from my daughter, you bitch. Yeah, can't kill Molly. Yeah. Um, um number three, three yeah my number three is alice who is not in the movie at all but solely because of that upside down face kick which then i'm like why isn't this actress in more things like, why did she fall off the map after dumbass i wonder if it's because she has long hair like i don't know people are just like used to the it's short hair or something and keeping women out of movies forever yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh, Benji's number two, I think, is where we are. Benji's number two is Marcus. I fucking <laughs> love that guy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Finally, I don't know what it is about that, but I was just like, oh, you just went to the top of my list. Why does this uh, character resonate with us? Well, so I want to say he has like a slight look of regret when they're all just leaving at the end. It was like somehow he knew he was close and he didn't get it. 
I think he resonates with all of us because he's the only one that's accepted that death is the only escape from Twilight. <laughs> he's <laughs> our audience he's avatar. He's these movies. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've read these movies. I've read these books. I just want to die. Uh, my number two is Mr. Robot, Benjamin. Just, I think because I just watched the Gilmore Girls episode where he randomly pops the fuck up. And <laughs> then he also randomly pops up here. And I don't know. I'm not mad about it. I like seeing him pop up random places. Um, my number and he, two. He has the most power. Sorry. Yeah. Which, like, I, like, it's like they almost forgot about his power until he punched the fucking hole in the ground. Because <laughs> um, again, like you said, like maybe not go with Emmett first. Like maybe go with this guy, and you're like your starting lineup. Because then maybe you don't even need second stringers. Um. My number two is Bella, who by the number two point I had legitimately <laughs> forgotten was in this movie. Um, but just because like that first 15 minutes where she kills a mountain lion and then like finally tells Jacob off, tells him he stinks. And then she just kind of got swallowed up by the Twilight Beast that's you know, consuming her with the past four movies. Yeah. Yeah, you would think Benjamin would have rolled out with like a lighter or something to make some fire and then just like set all the Volturi on fire. But no. I mean, they are super flammable. I don't, I wonder if the breaking up has to happen, like the Mm. the dismembering and the beheading has to happen first. Like if they had set them on fire, would they have just been like walking through flames? Because normal logical vampire rules do not apply. Yeah. Wouldn't that slow them down? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can cut them. And their clothes would have caught on fire at least. Yeah. Oh no, my Ponzi outfit. Ah. I don't know. It's polyester is... just melting onto my skin. <laughs> this is Twilight, though, where like wolf clothes seemingly like morph back into being. So I wonder if their clothes are somehow like not flammable because they're just like magic vampire clothes. Jacob sure never cared before about like his clothes and taking them off before he wolfed out, but suddenly he had to give the, the whole full Monty to. Uh, what's his face there, Charlie? <laughs> he had to make it as awkward as fucking possible. <laughs> He's like, Charlie, my eyes are down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just down like it's, here? <laughs> it's just so furry. <laughs> he just picture Billy Burke's delivery of like, Jacob, you're pretty much all bush. <laughs> what is manscaping like for... Um, for, for a werewolf because the whole thing about like they all had long hair and then they cut it short is because mm. like the and they all shave because the more like hairy you are in human form the hairy you are in wolf form and it gets Wait, hot seriously yeah that that's a new moon like that's why Jacob oh, so he's probably the waxing then yeah i mean look at his chest he's, he's like, like bleaching <laughs> his asshole and everything <laughs> Where on the res are they getting Brazilians? <laughs> He's like, Seth, I don't care how hard I scream, just rip it off. And Seth's like, I don't want to do this. It's like, Fine, call Quilla Terra. <laughs> Pussy. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, what are we, number two from uh, Marco there? Uh, we're at number one for you. We are? Okay. Um, what was yours? Sorry. Bella was Bella. his number two. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We, we go on such tangents. I just forget. Uh, my number one is Bella. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, Bella Swan, number one. She was actually a fun character, at least in the first like 30 minutes of this movie. And so I'm going to give it to her. Yeah, and Bella's my number one, too. I feel like she was the least ignored and pushed aside in this film mm-hmm. of all of the the Twilight films. Like, she has the most amount of a character. Like, she actually yeah. got to go drive somewhere without Edward and, like, do her own thing with Bunk yeah. from The Wire and everything. Yeah. She made some mm-hmm. decisions. And, like, no one was there to tell her that she couldn't make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. But... Yeah. That was your number one as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bella. Uh, I just realized as, as you were talking, my number one, I accidentally wrote down Tim Curry, but I meant Michael Sheen. Because mm. <laughs> he's basically playing it as Tim Curry playing Magneto. Um, interesting. T- completely unrelated. I was thinking the other day, who is our generation's Tim Curry? Is it possible it's Michael Sheen? It's possible. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know if I would be like, yeah, what the hell? Let's have Michael Sheen play like, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Body and Clue. But um, I I found him just so bonkers, uh, like next level bonkers, too. His I laugh. really enjoyed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish he had like a little white cat that he carried around with him and fed it. <laughs> he probably he did for a while. Then he ate it. This mangy thing at people and it kills them. I don't know. Um but yeah, like his character is so underwritten and stupid <laughs> and that he doesn't let that stop him for like one fucking second. Yeah. Yeah. He does some weird shit. He goes for it at least. Uh, and he must have a certain je ne sais quoi because he like dates tons of starlets too. So, yeah, he was uh, dating like Rachel McAdams for a really long time after yeah. she and Ryan Gosling broke up, which I could not see. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Russ and Rebecca on Chums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it for the Twilight franchise. We're free. We're done. Yes. Oh. Good job, guys. You made it through all five movies. We had lots of help. Thanks to you, and thanks to our other guests. Um, yeah. Yes. We, thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Morgan. Hopefully, at least we're able to make it fun with our misery. Uh, having listened to the first four, uh, the first three of which got me through a <laughs> really long road trip. Uh, I would, I would agree that it was a lot of fun listening to you guys suffer through these. Nice. Nice. Somehow these are our longest podcasts too. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah. We have a lot to make fun of, I guess. They're not short movies either. Like, I mean, they they drag. I mean, this one was 25 minutes of credits, but still, it wasn't a short movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for these movies to be as long as they are. Um, but yeah, that wraps up Twilight. I don't know if we're entirely sure what we're going to do next. It might be Scream, unless I talk Marco out of it. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe next week. I don't know if we'll take like a week off or something, but. Slatters. Yeah, yeah, that's a danger if you don't if you don't stick to weekly schedule. It's so easy to just slack. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of time to fill before PLL comes back. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us, Raquel. Yes, thank yeah, you so thank you, thank you guys for having me. And we'll be back soon enough. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>